welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets The three mothers, haven't you understood? Mater Tenebrarum, Mater Lacrimarum, Mater Suspiriorum. But men call us by a single name, a name which strikes fear into everyone's heart. Welcome back, everybody, to the Retro Blood. As we finish up our Italian Blood Month here on the Retro Blood, talking all about Dario Argento's movies made in the 1980s. Up next, if you like big Gothic churches, if you like Knights Templars running around destroying villages, if you like a girl trying to escape to go to lame 1980s Italian dance clubs. And if you like some goat demon sex with ritual shit in the background, boy, this is a review for you, brother. You get the retro buzz mm. talking all about the church. Are you into that goat yeah, demons? Man. Are you in? The, are you into that goat demon sex there, Allison? Yeah, man, I'm into all those things, yeah. especially the goat demon sex. Yeah, the the. Uh... The Baphomet, the goat demon thing in this yeah. was really, or Baphomet, whatever it is, that, that that it looked really good. I thought. I mean, this would be like a uh, awesome. a, a, a gothic uh, dude's like. I mean, fuck. I mean, this would be like their fucking he- their what was it? Their spiritual place right here, brother. I mean, there we go. Well, kind of, yeah, but I mean, it's like uh, it's more of like a. This is more like a heavy metal movie, I think, than a goth movie. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, anyway, this. this now, I was gonna say this one. This this is the movie that should have had all the metal in it. I know that's what like, I'm saying. This is a, like a metal movie. <laughs> it's got knights and swords and horses and yeah and goat demons and big boobs and big churches and crosses and yeah yeah. This, this could be like a like a music video. Yeah, I know. At least some power metal or something. Yeah, exactly. Maybe our boy Evan. He kind of looked like he liked a little bit of metal here and there. Maybe. Right. So uh, maybe this one. This one's a very interesting uh, film when, when we get into the the whole review of it. Because so this one is not like directed by um, Dario Argento, you know, because we we already pretty much done all his directed movies here in the eighties. But he did help write and yeah. produce this movie. Mm-hmm. So and, yeah, because it was supposed to be a demons movie. Yeah. Which is super weird. Demons three. Yeah, I was supposed yeah. to. Yeah, which is super weird because I didn't know that. Like watching the movie, I, I I knew about it when I was doing my research at the end. And I was oh like, really? Okay. So you didn't find that out until it was until you'd already watched it. Yeah, until I already watched it. Yeah. Huh. And like, you could have you could have fooled me. You know what I mean? Because I had no, I didn't even think of it was even in the demons universe. Which because there wasn't really that many like there was like some demons in there, but there really wasn't that like yeah. you know like like the demon movies where they're like everywhere. So well, uh, yeah. Pa- apparently, Michele Suave Suave uh, uh, he took um, 
all the all the demons parts of it out. Like he all the things that connected it to the other stories he took out. Yeah. Like there's some things I can see that that seem like the other movies, like um, um, like the idea that. Like the uh, like the I don't know, not a mask, but like you know how you can see the demon face statue in it. Yeah, that's buried in the ground and water's dripping on it. Yes, that's like the other movies where something's you know something like that's getting wet. Yeah, and um, the uh, the, the touch the touching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when yeah, that, it was kind of like in yeah. demons where if one of the demons touched one like somebody else, they got like a scratch from them, they would turn yeah. into that demon itself so that was like that right. as well too exactly. so they kept that part in so mm-hmm. but yeah he changed apparently changed everything that really linked it to the uh to the uh other uh other parts and then when we talk about who booked this shit we'll talk about what demons 3 was supposed to be originally yeah which is a funny um, concept and, yeah and then uh and then you know we'll talk about how this was made but uh but yeah i don't know i like this movie a lot actually I thought, I thought, I thought part, I yeah, I thought I thought some parts of it were pretty pretty interesting. So, but um, like every retro blood that we do, we talk about what's happening in the world of pro wrestling and the metal. And the reason we do this because we want to create like a weekend for everybody. Mm. What would we be doing when the church came that comes out? Of course, it came out in Italy, and it just it just so happened it came out on my brother's birthday, which is funny. Nice March tenth. 1989. Yeah, so if you're celebrating your brother's birthday yeah. in uh, Italy, you could have taken taken him to see uh, the church. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. he he he. Actually, at the time, he probably would have been a big fan. Yeah. Because I remember him. He was super big into uh, uh, aliens, which is basically right. a horror movie we'll be doing here on this show eventually. Yeah, definitely. And- it's definitely a horror movie. And I know he was big into that. So, you know, and he was, uh, when he was younger, he was all about the uh, going back and forth on church shit as well, too. So, you know what? It could have been a perfect fit for him at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, nowadays, yeah. he just would shit all over it. All right. <laughs> but well, like, what is he like now? Uh, he's more into like the, uh, actually, he did find this really cool series on YouTube. It's like, yeah. it's like this, it's, like, it's apparently this kid, he's using. I think he uses either AI or something to create his videos. And it's no. actually became pretty popular. Even James Wan is going to be uh, producing it. And I can't remember what it's about, but it's basically where this kid is filming like this 1980s videotape and he gets sucked into this vortex. No. All right. And he's stuck in this vortex and everything's kind of like found footage. But the way that the whole office is everything. It's it, he made it out of like green screen and everything, so it's actually a pretty neat concept, especially if you like like found footage type of type of movies. It's actually pretty uh, interesting. It kind of reminds me of mm-hmm. a little bit more of a. Um, it's kind of like a VHS that that horror anthology series, but it's like yeah, on, right, yeah, on, yeah, on, on a particular um, on like a particular subject. So it's cool. Okay, but uh, that sounds pretty cool. But I yeah. do love found footage movies. Yes, so. Th- I'll see if I if I ever get that Facebook group page up. I'll post the first video of it. I might have created a new one yeah. over there because uh, you know, yeah. yeah, we're rebels over well, here, I brother. Saw, I saw a post. That was uh that was the it. that was the business page. Oh, the business page. Yeah, that okay. was like the the you know the the create. That's just where I put all the advertisement on there. Yeah, oh, so, okay, I got you. Yeah, we got we got banned from Facebook somehow. Well, what do you expect, bro? 
We were talking about well, crazy I mean, I 80s. We talk about. This. I don't know why it took this long. Really, we talk but. about demon sex. Okay, we talk about our boy Evan turning into some sort of like gargoyle vampire dude with a naked yep. girl with a snake on her leg. So okay, mm-hmm. of course we get pants. Yeah. <laughs> talk about oh, all these. Yeah. They were wild in the eighties, bro. They didn't give a fuck. So, mm-hmm. but, we don't uh, either. But, yeah, we don't care either. Fuck it. We like the party. So, uh, so I'll, I'll start a little bit with the wrestling, brother. The good old pro wrestling. Right. So, so I found a. It's a, it actually happened on the exact release date. Now I'm not sure how we would have gone to this place because we were in Italy at the time. But if right. we had maybe one of us in Italy and one of us at the Cow Palace, okay, in San Francisco. And uh, well, this one's California. Yeah, well, San Francisco's in California. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Dale hmm. City. I guess it's this famous Cow Palace. Yeah. Let's start with this. Yeah, this is the famous Cow Cow Palace. We would see a WWF house show. All right. Mm, And, you know, this is 1989. We are getting into the uh, the 90s era of WWF uh, here pretty soon. So a lot of these names, you know, pretty big names for this show. But usually, like, you know, the Cow Palace usually does pretty well about getting big shows to them. It's a pretty hot market for wrestling. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so we're going to start... Well, there, there's... So we have... The, the full card is actually pretty interesting. All right. We have some uh, face... Uh, we have some uh, re- retro blood uh, 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 <laughs> legends on here. Okay. Uh-oh. So the first match starts off with Tim Horner. All right. He yeah, defeated... Yeah. Uh. Uh, Louis Revivia. So, pretty nice little Tim okay. Horner reference on there. So, we're starting off a little, like, you know, we're starting <laughs> off a little match there. <laughs> we have probably Allison's favorite match of the night. Uh, we have the Red Rooster. He defeated the Brooklyn Baller. Well, I wonder how long that match went. Probably too long. Ain't that for sure. Yeah. Another, another well, stellar match. And I actually would like to see this match in person because I think it would be pretty interesting. Big mm-hmm. John Stud defeated Akeem. Yep. Akeem the Dream? Yeah, I bet yeah. that would have been good. They've been like, you so know, that two. was probably, so you'll see, that had to be probably kind of near the end of Big John Stud's career, right? He's probably on his way out at that point in 89. Yeah. I think he would stick around for a little bit more, but yeah, he's pretty much getting getting down there on the, on the miles or starting to catch up a little bit, but still be a pretty yeah. good big man match, you know. Just trying to get themselves. I there's not a lot of and, bumps that would be in this match. Let's just say that. <laughs> no, that's true. And Akeem, he he became one man gang, right? Yes, that's what I thought. So we have the Bushwhackers. They're back, Uh-oh, brother. Nice. Bitch and look, bitch. Mm-hmm. I say, what did I say? Bitch and look, bitch and bitch Luke. And look. <laughs> they defeated the Fabulous Rougeos. So you know, I mean, they seem like a they. they that they, would have been pretty good. Yeah, really good match. You know what I mean? Fabulous Super Show's yeah. getting the heat. Bushwhackers looking kids. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the Bushwhackers were, were in WWF in the late '80s, and then they left again and came back as the Sheep Herders in the mid '90s. Right? Uh, no, I believe they they were always the Bushwhackers. I think the Sheep Herders were was I was like all '80s and stuff. Like before, oh, okay. before the run, yeah. I don't think they came okay. back as the sheep herders pretty much ever. You know, we had that. I think the only thing I could think of, if you're thinking that, 
is when we're doing the um, the Bushwhackers uh, special, like they 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 did have like in Australia they did create the sheep herbers like, but it wasn't always Luke and Butch during the whole time. Well, it, 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 I I could be mistaken. I because I, I just barely kind of remember them like in the kind of late nineties when I went but came back to wrestling, they were still on some cards. Yeah, maybe they were the Bushwhackers though. Yeah, because they were they and were there the for sheep. a while. I mean, they're probably up there until like. 94, 95, probably. I mean, they were they'd just be doing the because they did the Bushwhacker gimmick a lot through the uh, 90s. Actually, I think, yeah, I think I just made the mistake of switching their which their gimmicks. Yeah. Yeah, they were the sheep herders first and then they were the Bushwhackers. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, okay. I just switched their gimmicks up. All right. Good thing you're here to correct me. Yeah. Yeah, brother. All right. You can't switch the gimmicks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like the bishop that we had in this movie. You know, at first we think he's kind of yeah. like maybe a baby face, and boy, he turns heel. Yeah, he turns heel for sure. So, so we have Bad News Brown brother defeated Tito mm-hmm. Santana. Nice little match right there. You know, that been pretty good. Yeah, this match is probably been one of my favorite. Even though the 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 person who won, I wouldn't have liked. We have Jim Duggan defeated Rick Rude. Oh well. So is the only reason you wouldn't have liked that is because he beat Rick Rude? Yes. Or you just don't like Duggan? No, I like Duggan. He's all right. Now, I'm not the biggest yeah, fan I, of Duggan, even though I did like his heel turn in WCW when nobody did, because I thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> I like I like Duggan. I just I, I think I, I kind of get tired of, like, he's one of those people that once he found out which gimmick worked, he just kept doing it over and over and over again, and that annoyed me. Yeah. Like, the whole ho thing. Like he's like, ho! Like, that just kind of annoys me. Well, but, this is uh, but I, I think he's a good right that's true but i think he's a good he's a he's a real good wrestler though yeah now this would have drawn the butts to the seats and this match in particular uh i would say this is probably the uh one of one of the participants uh best mm-hmm. uh opponent that they can ask for so the main event of this cow palace was a champion versus champion match Oh, okay. okay. We had the Macho Man Randy Savage, the World Heavyweight Champion. He actually defeated the Ultimate Warrior, the Intercontinental Champion at the time. And Allison, do you know how this match ended? Disqualification. Close. It <laughs> ended. Count out. Not. not Actually, was it a double count? <laughs> it was a count out, but it didn't say if it was a... No, no, it was a count out by the Warrior. So Randy okay. Savage won the match, but he won the belt, brother, because it was a, it was a count out. But, you know, yeah. but, you know, Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior, you know, that was probably like the uh, the heights of Randy Savage. I mean, the Ultimate Warrior is like... That's probably one of his best opponents. You know what I mean? Yes. Because when you... Th- to me, especially in the 80s, when you think Ultimate Warrior, especially WWF Ultimate Warrior... You think about him beating the Honky Tonk Man and ending that really long run as the Intercontinental Champ that the Honky Man, Honky Tonk Man was on. Yeah. Plus, you think about his match uh, with uh, uh, Randy Savage. You know, the Hulk Hogan match is coming. You know, that that's more like '90s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you you, right. you can yeah, tell yeah. this guy. You could tell this guy's star is, is going. You know, right right when we see him as the Dingo Warrior. You know what I mean? In WCCW, mm-hmm. if you follow his career from there and you see him to the F, you could tell like this guy's gonna blow up, be a huge yeah. star. 
I wish so. they'd have kept him as the Dingo Warrior when he went to WWF, but why? Probably nobody would have known what a Dingo was. I still so. don't know what a Dingo is. It's like a dog. Well, what the fuck does he want to be called a dog warrior? Well, okay, so so a dingo is like an Australian, like a dog that they only have in Australia, I think, and it's like it's like it's kind of like a coyote. Uh, it's like a wild dog, and it like they're actually kind of vicious. Because um, I always thought it was stupid too, but like um, there's because there's like this famous story about this woman. Like you can you can look this up; it's all over the internet. But the the story is called the uh, the dingo ate my baby. And it was like this woman in Australia who was like convicted of murdering her kid because she, uh, because she, because the kid disappeared. And then they, uh, um, and then she said like a dingo stole her baby and killed it. Um, but it turned out that it was really true. Like that dingo actually did. But dingoes are fairly vicious animals. And that's why you, I think that's why he called himself that because they're, they're, it's just like a vicious animal. So he called himself the Dingo Warrior. I'm, I'm guessing. I, I don't really know. That's the only thing I can figure out, though. Listen, when I look at the Dingo or the Ultimate Warrior, the last thing on my mind is Visage. Okay? It's okay, fucking, fine, fair it's enough. Like, like I, I could think, okay, this guy definitely takes a lot of coke, and he's ripped. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole time. You right? call him the, the, the Coke Warrior. Yeah, the, coke, the cocaine warrior. <laughs> All right? Just fucking go out there, jacked yep. to the gills. So, but you know, nice little show at the Cow Palace. You know, very. They yeah. still obviously they still run that venue nowadays. For AEW does. AEW so. does for sure. Yeah. You know, that the, was a. I mean, that, that was a good show. I mean, that's yeah. a big market show because Daily City is like is where Cow Palace is, and that's like right out. It's like a suburb of San Francisco, so that's a big market. But yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been a good show to see for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't be too bad at all. So, um. So there, there was like you know how they we always said this before. There was an A and a B show. Yeah. Okay. So we do have another show that actually happened on the same day, but this one was in uh, Quebec, Montreal, Quebec. Yeah. Was that the uh, B show? Well, not really because of the main event, but oh, okay. to me, this probably would have been like a little bit of the B show. So we have, uh, so we have Bret Hart. He defeated the Honky Tonk Man by disqualification. Okay. Okay. So we got Bret Hart in Canada. I mean, come on now. Yeah. You know, for this, sure. this is like, I, he's on a single run right now, but he hasn't, you know, Bret usually blew up in the 90s as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he, he was still like, he was kind of shedding his skin a little bit from being out of the Hart Foundation at this time. So we have Rick Martel. Yeah. Wasn't he Canadian too, Rick Martel? I believe so. Uh, I could be wrong. Sounds about right. Okay. I'm not he, sure. Sure, he's Canadian. He actually defeated King Haku, brother. The Haku mm. man. Which is weird. Like, um, I was listening to, um, I can't remember what show it was, about Haku. Mm. And I think they they were spot on about this. You know? So we've always been, we always hear that Haku, mm. King Haku was like the most like vicious wrestler. You know what I mean? The most like dangerous, sh- you know, he could really beat your ass. Nobody can stop yeah. him. Everything. Yeah. But to be honest with you, when I would start watching this guy, like I know he's a tough guy and he was a strong guy, but man, this guy lost like every fucking match. Well, so, yeah, but I mean, you know, that's completely different than actually being able to kick somebody's ass. Yeah. But yeah, like Haku is Haku is widely known as one of the toughest people in wrestling. Yeah. Well, he is, but it's just weird. Yeah. It's it, but I think it's more of a stories of like 
the wrestler is saying that he's badass. But then if you mm-hmm. if you never heard them say that, you would just think, okay, this guy was good, but he did get beat a lot. Like he never was like well, a, yeah, like a yeah. major star or nothing like that. But he but you know he has his lore about him. Oh so. for sure. Oh yeah. So then we have Love Haku. So one of, we have one of Allison's favorite wrestlers of all time, Brutus Beef, Beef, Beefcake. Oh yes. Defeated Ted DiBiase. Yeah, the Zodiac mm-hmm. brother. He defeated Ted DiBiase. Sure. Mr. Scandal himself. Fine. Yep, that'd been fine. Yes. I would have totally loved that. The big boss man. Oh, check this one out. <laughs> the big boss man defeated my main, my main man, Hercules. I today I would have been excited. I would be excited about seeing that because yeah. I, I have actually become a Ray Trailer Big Boss Man fan yes. in the last few years. Like I really wish I had appreciated him more when he was active. Yeah, but um, but he is a, he's a very good wrestler and he's apparently very well liked in the in the business. Oh yeah, but he uh, but he I mean he was a fantastic wrestler. Um, yeah. you know he just didn't necessarily have the best gimmicks in the world. Um, yeah, well, this is this is when he, but. I yeah, this is I think this is yeah, this is uh he he so he, he in most of the eighties, you know, he was big Bubba Rogers, you know, starting yes. out from Crockett. When I first saw him. Yeah. Then he became. Then he had that big boss man run with Hulk Hogan and and the F mm-hmm. as a heel, and then then we get him on to like this baby face run. You know what I mean? We're about to get him on with mm-hmm. nails and shit like that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And then <laughs> and then his career just kind of goes weird. Then he's like this like. Avenging Angel guy or something, yeah, yeah. And then, then he becomes Mister McMahon's heavy in the Attitude Era. That's how I was introduced to the Big Boss Man. He's like this SWAT guy. And I actually thought his character was pretty cool as a SWAT guy. Yeah, after but, he switched to the SWAT outfit, I thought that looked really cool. Yeah. I didn't really care for the blue outfit that much, the prison guard outfit or whatever. Yeah, that he was that he had when he was fighting when he was in that feud with Nails. Yeah, but uh, but his career did last longer than Nails' career did for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. So, and in my boy Hercules, bro, there's Nails. this, there's this fucking like Ultimate Warrior best of tape that we have to redo for the lights out one time. Yeah. I think I mentioned it before, but like, bro, like the first match or the first clips of a match is the Ultimate Warrior versus Hercules mm. in a dog collar match. Oh, and yeah. you never seen so much posing with a dog collar on in your life. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's fighting nobody's hitting each other Bro, they're all like posing with dog they're just posing on. with it and yeah. it's all like tug of war shit <laughs> <laughs> oh the they made a they best just, of ultimate warrior like matches so they just like uh they just plant their feet they pose and they plant their feet and grab their chain and they yeah. just stand there and like yeah, the gimmick yeah. you know like where you grab the chain like you're in tug of war like you take two steps up yeah yeah, brother, it's yeah, too tough. Nobody's really pulling. His, yeah, yeah, you're just neck, like, uh His neck strength, brother, is too tough for me. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we have... Uh, this, 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 actually, this show would have been pretty fun because this match would have been super fun. I mean, fuck, you could have done this match today, this next match. We're about to see the Brain Busters, Arn Anderson and Tully yep. Branchard, defeated the Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Mari Gennetti. Wow. That would basically yeah. be like today it would be FTR versus the Young Bucks, basically. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. FTR versus the Young Bucks, which is always a good match. Yeah. So yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. 
Yeah, because you got uh, I mean, you got a good yeah. base team who can get it done on the mat and can do storytelling, and then you got the flashy team that does a lot of high flyings, and the girls love them. Yeah, I mean, perfect. Did they do that on uh, on TV at all, or 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 much? Was there a they, feud for them, or? Uh, off the top of my head, no, but they definitely showed a couple matches probably yeah. on the TV. I wouldn't be surprised. Because that at was all. definitely a missed opportunity if that didn't happen. Yes. And then to take our Montreal, was it Montreal? Yes, take our Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, mm. take our Montreal fans home happy. We have the American-made yeah. superstar Hulk Hogan, brother. Yep. Versus defeated Dino Bravo. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. That's been fine. But yeah, this that was that would have been the A show. I mean, any, any show Hulk Hogan's on is the yeah. A show, probably. Yeah, I probably said this Montreal show probably beat the Cal Palace one. Mm. A little bit more solid. And, you know, it was like that. I mean, th- there was no secret that whatever show the Hulkster was on, no yeah. matter what show, it doesn't matter. You're gonna it have, doesn't matter who else is on the card. It doesn't yeah. matter. Th- this shit's going to be, that's the A show. That's where you're going to get your most payouts. And the wrestlers knew it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, like, every time you see all wrestler documentaries or you see, like, any kind of, like, show, they always say, like, if you want, we, we always wanted to be on the show with Hogan was because that's where the biggest pay was, which makes sense. He's yeah, the biggest star, so. most people would show up. Yes, and you'd, exactly. You'd, even if you're lower on the card, you'd make more money because your percentage would be higher because, there, well, your percentage would be the same, but your money would be higher because there's more tickets sold. Yes. So, so yeah, two great shows. So definitely, I think I think we're in agreement that we both would have liked to gone to Montreal. So you know, we yeah, I would have rather been to Montreal. We could have, we could have, we could have stayed in Montreal and took the red eye brother to to Italian, <laughs> all right, <To> Italian, <laughs> to go see the church. All right, but our yeah. boy, written by Dario. We, see, I would have been tricked though, because I would have been like, "Oh yeah. fuck, brother, making a Demons three, but no, no, they're not mm. really. It was like, "Oh well," I mean they. This is technically like a Demons 3, let's go. And I was all like, wait, what the fuck? Because, you know, I'm a big yeah, fan well, of the Demons. So. Right, exactly. Those are both great movies. There's also a Demons 4 that's unrelated as well that yes. uh, Lamberto Bava directed. The Ogre, I think they call it. Yes. Which I'd like to see that one, too. We'll have to check that one out sometime. Yeah, yeah. So, on our flight, the Red Eye, to mm-hmm. Montreal, to Italy, uh, we would be, well... We would have to have an advanced copy because, you know, Retro Blood, we probably would have got an advanced copy at the time. Yeah, because, we would have got it early. For yeah, sure. we would have got it early. But for all you peasants here in America, you would have got this shit on March 22nd, 1989. And that, okay. that would have been the the second album ever released by okay. White Zombie. Oh, yeah. the, was it Make Them Die Slowly? Yes, Make Them Die Slowly, yeah, brother. I got it right. Make Them Die Slowly. Yeah, named it. after the... American, I believe it's the American name for uh, Cannibal Ferox, I believe. Yes. What's called Make Them Die Slowly in America, yeah. Which is super cool, because, you know, obviously you can see uh, our boy Rob Zombie, which is obviously the front man of White Zombie. You can always see see very early on his uh, horror movie love, I would say. Yes. Yes. I mean, through his music, through his titles. So it, it was no shocker when this guy, you know, after he blew up and got some money, he was just gonna get, gonna go to that, you know, that realm of doing horror movies. So yeah, yeah. As soon as he was able to get somebody to uh, 
to give him the money to do it. But I really, you know, I, I, I defend Rod Zombie a lot because, I mean, he's probably not the greatest filmmaker in the world, but he <laughs> tries. You know, he tries to make a movie that he thinks is good. And, you know, he's not doing it to cash in. He legitimately loves horror movies. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But uh, what do you think about The White Zombie? Are you a fan or? So I've never been like a huge, like, the style music fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. like, what what do they classify? It's 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 rock, but it also has like is this class is that funk rock that was coming out at the time or no? I wouldn't I wouldn't. Well, this album's a little bit different if yeah. I remember what it sounds like, but like I wouldn't really call it funk rock, but it's like um, I don't know. It's uh, I don't even know how you would describe. I mean, I mean, I guess that's good that you can't describe it. I mean, White Zombie is unique. Yes. Um. Like I think their music up to um, more human than human, more you know, up to that era was really good. Like that first album, that La De- that uh, that uh, La- what was it called, La Exorcisto, Devil Music Volume One or whatever. I mean, I thought that was a really good album when it came out, but I I didn't really like how industrial the second or the second of the next album became. Mm-hmm. Like, and then like all of his or most of his music after that still has that kind of. I don't know, like that Marilyn Manson kind of sound to it or whatever, which I don't really care for. Yeah. Um, but this album, the Make Them Die Slowly, still sounds. It's still just you know guitar, bass, drums, yeah. and vocals for yeah. the most part. Um, but I haven't heard it in years. But um, but I, I remember liking it pretty good. Um, yeah. you know they were still kind of underground when this came out. But this this would have been a good pickup though. This would have been a good album to yeah. have and a good album to listen to. Oh yeah, definitely. Because, you know, they made some waves with their first album. But, you know, the yeah. second one, they wanted to, you know, keep it a little bit more heavier and stuff. So, so you know, White Zombie, they entered the studio in early 1988 to record the follow-up to Soul Crusher, intending to release mm-hmm. their next album by June. Since their previous release, the band had started embracing a more heavier, heavy metal-influenced sound. Which I've always known that the White Zombie was a little bit more heavier on the heavier side than white Zo- than a Rob Zombie's like solo band was. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I agree with that. So, because they wanted to capture that in the new record, they they recorded sixteen songs over the course of four days, but decided against releasing any of the finished material due to its similar with their previous output. So, guitarist mm-hmm. Tom Gane left the band during this time and was replaced with John Ritchie. The Lunheim switched to a larger recording venue and attempted to re-record the material but ran out of the funds necessary to complete the album. So our boy Iggy Pop, all right, who was hmm. an admirer of their latest album, or, or their last album, recommended that the band finish recording with producer and composer Bill Loswell. Loswell's production was Sean saying, it sounds like a tin can to me with muffled, non-existent bass. So I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that happened a lot, I think, during that time. It was like they would they would cut down the bass in albums around 88, 89 a lot. Like uh famously Metallica uh cut down the bass in uh and Justice for All. Like basically yeah. cut Jason Newstead's bass lines out of it. So I think having less bass heavy music was was kind of popular at the time. But um but yeah, this is basically the lineup that we would have, right? This is like the the famous, nearly the famous uh, white zombie lineup, I think. Yeah. Just making indie music, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. 
The album displays changes from punk influence to noise rock off their earlier albums to a sound more, uh, sounds a bit more like thrash metal in this one. So mm-hmm. I guess what happened was Rob, like he claimed, like he, 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 he said he didn't, he, he kind of fell into the noise scene by accident with this album. And then after a while he got fed up and didn't want to have anything to do with it. So basically he, he mm-hmm. didn't want to do like a, just a straight metal album. Uh, he kind of wanted to, you know, add some metal influence to, with it, but not make it totally like it. Yeah, he wanted it to be more RC. Yeah. But apparently what changed his mind a little bit was that uh, Robert opinion he changed after borrowing Metallica's Ride the Lightning from his drummer. Yeah, I bet so. Uh, and then, and then uh, Sean, who is also in the band, he cited both Metallica and Slayer as being highly influential to the band during this time. So basically, you know, I guess what happened was, like, they didn't want to be classified as like the, the you know, straight thrash. You know what I mean? But yeah. But then they they heard this and like, okay, well, wait a minute, this thrash, like Metallica, and, and it's, you know, it's not just straight thrash. It actually has some like meaning behind it, some different guitar rips and stuff. Maybe we could be a little bit like that. So that's basically what they they were looking for, I guess, with this album. They make it, you know, songs to be more like songs and not just like, you know, heavy screaming everywhere. So. Right, right. But it's definitely a fun album. You know, White Zombie, you know, uh, you know, definitely a fun band at this time. And, you know, obviously this is just only the beginning of like how big oh, they yeah. would become. And of course, how big Rob Zombie would become. He's still touring today, brother. Yeah, I mean, he's still touring this summer, I believe. <clears throat> yeah. With Alice Cooper or something, but uh, yep. yeah, the live show, the li- White Zombie live show was great. Um, the, the Rob Zombie live show today is great. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really good experience. It's a good, really good thing to see. Yep. You know what I mean? It's almost like Guar. You know, like I would have fun if I were at the Rob Zombie show, but I probably wouldn't listen to like his records much. Yeah, but I'd have fun if I were there. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same. So let's get into the Who book. This shit, brother. Yeah, who booked this shit? So our boy, Mikhail Suave, is back. Remember he would. Remember they used his uh, the the Suave name in Tenebrae. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember. Yep. They used it as the detective. The detective as, guy, a, yeah. as a uh, as a as a as a tribute to Mikhail Suave. Yeah. So apparent. So th- this this movie is pretty interesting, and some of the background to it. So we already we already yeah. talked we already talked a little bit about some of the background already, where it was supposed to be like a Demons Three, all right. Mm-hmm. So apparently, like our boy Dario didn't really like that. So 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 and also so how this relates to Dario, like we we're saying, like he he didn't direct this this, but he did write it, and he helped like produce it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in an interview conducted on January twenty second, nineteen eighty eight, directors Lamberto Bava and Dario Argento were discussing a follow up to Demons Two, stating that they were working on a follow up film, with Argento stating it would not be called Demons Three. Nope, but it had a potential name of Return to the House of Demons, which is a pretty cool name. Yeah, I like it. That's a cool name. I like that name. Surprised Return a band. I'm surprised. That I'm pretty sure I'm, I, there has to be a metal band that's called that. <laughs> Return to the House of the Demons? Yeah. yeah. Maybe if can not, make there it. should be. 
Maybe we can make it the Retro Bloods uh, fake band name. Return to yeah, the House that'd of be Demons. Awesome. <laughs> so the, dirt, yes, the, the third Demons film had a story mm-hmm. developed by Franco Fernandez. Did I say that right now? Franco, how do you say his last name? I think it's Franco Freeney. Freeney? Right. Freeney. And uh, uh, Darneno. Dardano Sagetti. Yeah, Dardano Sagetti. Dardano Sagetti. How do you say his name? Sagetti. Sacchetti. I think it's Dardano Sacchetti. I'm not really good at Italian, but I think it's Dardano Sacchetti. Bro, your Italian is better than mine. Okay. We all know that already. Okay, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Brad Pitt and um, yeah, <laughs> trying to speak Italian in uh, yeah. the Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Me, I'd be like the bad dub. All right, on this fucking movie, I, I don't know. I, I'd be like, I'd be like the American guy. I don't know your guys' names. So your name is David. <laughs> so the so uh, apparently the the story that they developed. All right, for the Demons Three, or the concept yes, for the Demons is, Three, it was supposed fantastic. to be, it was supposed to involve an airplane. <laughs> okay, that would supposedly make its landing on a on a on a on a, a, a volcano, like an island with a volcano on it. <laughs> yeah, and then the passengers, <clears throat> I guess, would get infected by the demon virus on this island. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So sketchy. Wow. He explained that the wow. situation was for them to arrive in a weird hell, and yeah. basically they wanted to rip off Alien. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what right. he was saying. He's like, "Oh yeah, the, it was compared to the film Alien, but with the isolated place being an airplane opposed to a spaceship and the demons replacing right. the aliens." Yeah, but they had one major problem with the with the plot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, basically the the problem was they couldn't film on the airplane. <laughs> right well i mean also the airplane was too small so they didn't have yeah. any place to run like you know and the alien like that spaceship's big so they can all separate but you can't really get separated on an airplane it's too yeah. small um but yeah i have no idea what the volcano has to do with this plot but but they were they were, they were they, very they, adamant they, that, that the that's how that the demons died a volcano <laughs> oh right okay. i think this could i think this could have worked if they like planned some so, stuff yeah. a little better so you know, we've seen, you know, for some reason, this reminded me of snakes on a plane. Uh, that's what I was going to say. This you know is mean? basically snakes on a plane, but with demons. Yeah. <laughs> you know what and I mean? You all I can see is Samuel Jackson saying there's like demons on this plane or whatever yeah. the line is from that. Like, yeah, that it has to have Samuel Jackson in it. So you, you could have tied everything together, too. <laughs> yeah, you could have. You yeah. know what I mean? Because what you could have done done was... You know how in Demons One, where the the kids were watching that movie, like mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like you know the it was it was the kids in the movie theater watching a movie about kids sneaking into like a graveyard stuff, and that's how Demons Two right. was basically like. So now right. on the plane, you can have a kid or people watching, um, uh, basically watching that Demons Two movie of them sneaking in and getting tricked. You know, like they did in <laughs> Demons Two by like that like fucking uh, uh, gypsy guy there, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And then that's how you could have like made that match. And then basically, what by by this kid watching it, he he uh, he inherits the demon spirit thing. He gets sick, he throws up in the bathroom, he touches a stewardess, uh-huh. he scratches her, and she becomes a demon. Boom! There you go. Yeah, there you go. Then we're off to the race. Yeah, then I didn't like you know everybody's starting to turn into little demons and stuff, or somebody's getting sick and, and at the emergency land on this island, 
and then all hell breaks loose. So you could have done it. Yeah, you could yeah. have for sure. That I mean, you know, your version of this would have been fantastic. So I'll do it, brother. If anybody wants to pay me, I'll do Demons Three. I don't have any Demons problem 3. with that. I don't speak no Italian, but I will go <laughs> find some Italians and I'll have them act on here. Then I'll dub their ass over with some shitty voices. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, because technically, technically <laughs> there is no Demons Three, so that yeah. we could still do that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying. You know, just give me a budget, brother. I got you. So the screenwriters eventually developed a new screenplay set in a church, brother. They're like, okay, fuck. We don't can't do an airplane. Can't do a, an island. What's oh, what else, what else we got? We got that fucking church over there. Oh, yeah. Let's go there. Okay. So the, and the church was supposed to act as the passageway into hell. And yeah. then Argento would later state that the church was never Demons 3. <laughs> Nobody but Lamberto ever wanted to make Demons 3, <laughs> except for me, James Klein. Right now, I do want to make Demons right. 3. If you gave me the money, yeah. I will do it, no problem. Absolutely. He's like, and Art was like, I didn't want it. The studio didn't want it. Nobody, the, nobody wanted it, brother. I no wanted it. Wanted it. <laughs> I wanted it in 1989 when I was about four years old. That's when yeah. I wanted it. If you ever meet Dario, you should be like, I want to make Demons 3. Yeah. See if he'll finance it for you. You can tell him your story. Hey, it might work. You never know. Right. But yeah, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, it definitely. Um, I don't know. Like the, like the, I think, I don't know. I think the movie they made was better than the movie on the plane would have been. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, you know, like Dario was saying, this was never really intended to be Demons 3. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I had no idea when I was watching it. So I was surprised right. to hear that at the end. It's like, okay, well, that's weird. <laughs> but but their drama is not over. So it was not it was not as easy to find a church to make this movie in as they thought it was going to be. Yes. Ama- imagine that. Like, you know, like so we're gonna make this movie where this like goat demon fucks this girl yeah. inside your church. Yeah. Can we can we do that? <laughs> yeah. And um and largely the answer was uh no. But they did find one eventually. Yeah, they found one eventually, brother. All right. Yeah. So a couple of things, you know, the decision to re, uh, restarting the screenplay from the beginning led to Baba leaving the project as he began working on, on a set of television films in October 1988. So, yeah, Baba was like, "You guys ain't gonna make this demons, I'm out." So this is what led, that's what led to Suave entering because he finished up his uh, his production on the film Stage Fright. So. And yeah, even, which is also a good movie. Yes, we'll have to do that sometime. So Suave was surprised at Baba leaving the project, stating, "I couldn't be, I couldn't be. He had worked on it for so long, he didn't want to complete the project. Like he had no idea why he wanted to do it." Well, uh, I can see why. It's like, well, fuck, it's not the movie I want, so I don't give a fuck. So, so Suave he hmm. made some changes to the script, including a new opening scene influenced by Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Kind of well, I, so <laughs> I was about to say, like at first when I read that, I was like, okay, I don't see it. But then I do see it, like you know, like when, like at the beginning of Conan, when the uh, the uh, bad guys are like riding toward the veneer, the veneer camp, or the veneer of bad guys. I can't remember anyway. They're running through like the Viking. What's supposed to be? What's supposed to look like a Viking camp or whatever? Mm-hmm. I can kind of see that. You know, it didn't have the John Milius music that. Uh, you know that Conan had, which is what makes that scene largely. But yeah, I can see that where the where the where the Templar knights are. Uh, yeah, 
are riding. Uh, supposedly they're Teutonic Knights, but I don't know what the difference is. So that's fine. Well, our boy, I have no idea. When I do the re- when I do the review, our boy Evan explains what they are, and I right, will explain that to you. I first thought I, I, th- I first I thought he said uh, uh, tonic nights. I was like, okay, so they drink vodka, you know, tonic, like tonic water. Get it? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. So apparently, this uh, the shooting for this took place from September to November nineteen eighty with a budget of three and a half million dollars. Why is every Argento every Argento film gets about at least three million? You notice that? Yeah. Well, he's a big star. That's true. We covered that last week. He, I mean, he's a he's a big he's a big deal. I mean, like three million today doesn't sound like a lot of money, but for for an Italian movie in the eighties, that was a lot of money yeah. to give somebody to make a movie. I feel like he just went to the studios like, listen, I'm gonna make this movie, or I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna direct this shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna produce it. I'm gonna write this shit. Okay, but I'm gonna need about three million. I need about three fifty. Three fifty. It's like, well, why do you need? It's like, well, the reason I need it is because I gotta have this actress. Getting fucked by a goat man. All right, come on. Now. Goat men, goat men are not cheap to make. Yeah. And my daughter's in this and one also, too. You better pay her a million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she was in a movie we did uh, two weeks ago. So, uh, bro, that well, was actually. Uh, when we get there, that's super. No, weird. that was on the lights out. That, that was, was on a lot, the lights yeah. out. Yeah, so, we yeah. did on the lights out. We did Mother of <laughs> Tears, but she's in there. Yeah, which she's in there, and she's in this, and she's in this, but, but she's, she's like a like, lot younger. Yeah, she's like eleven or ten or eleven yeah. in this, but uh, but she still did the same facial. Like it was pretty, it was yeah. just trippy. And I was watching, it. I was like, okay, that's interesting. It's weird to see like yeah, some yeah. like when you first watch them, and you start like paying attention when they're older, and then you s- s- quickly go back to when they're younger again. Mm. You know, the same thing but happened yeah, to right. me. Oh, hold on, the same thing happened. Right. So I, I was watching a show. I think it was on like, oh god, what was I forgot what network it was on, but it was that that revamp. Of of uh, Bates Motel, yeah, it was a TV show, you know, with Norman right, Bates yeah, yeah. and everything. I got gotcha, you. And yeah. the actor who played Norman Bates, I forget his name right now, but apparently he was the kid off the remake of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and it fucking blew my mind. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so because I I, I saw him either one of those. So okay, I can't speak to it. So I saw him when he was older in that fucking Bates Motel shit, and then I just recently watched yeah. like I don't know why I turned on Willy Wonka. Maybe because I had some chocolate and shit at the time. You know, it's that one with Johnny Depp and shit. Not as good as the 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 80s one, but it's this fucking this one is all right. And I was like, oh fuck, Mm -hmm. that's that kid from fucking. It kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? But you're but you're right about Asia Argento. Like she her her facial expressions are the same, but she's like you know 30 years older or whatever. So what were you saying about the church? They had a they had a problems finding yeah so they yeah so they were like trying to um find a church to make the film this movie in um and they were kind of having trouble with that like they went all over europe trying to find a church that would let them shoot um and no church would let them do it because of what the movie was about so they ended up going to eastern europe like they went to czechoslovakia hungary bulgaria and finally, in Hungary, they found a church, um, the Matthias Church in Budapest, um, that would let them shoot. But so, yeah, they always didn't get to make it because they couldn't find an actual church to shoot in. You know, I, I feel like I feel like if like you know Argento, I feel like if he took a, if, if he took the lead on that, we would have found a church easy. 
Yeah, I don't I don't understand why they didn't just shoot the outside of a church. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looked cool inside, though. They shoot the rest the of they, it in Rome. Well, the one they picked yeah. was super, super cool. Right. Or they could have even yeah. made a church model. I mean, those models in uh, Inferno look fantastic. No, no our boy, our giant, he don't like to do that. <laughs> yeah, no. no yeah, I mean, no. he needs he needs at least a meal for his hot tub, brother. Okay? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Like, like, but he, what he, what our, what our boy Suave should have done is like, listen, guys. Yeah, we're making a movie about possession and shit. You guys talk about that shit all the time anyway. All right, but how do you feel about goat sex? <laughs> I feel like that's when the negotiations, I feel like that's when they kind of like stalled a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I have a feeling that's when they stalled a little bit. But apparently, yeah. but apparently but, at Hungary, they're like, oh, we fucking love goat sex. Just put that shit in the basement. We love goat sex in Hungary. Yeah, we love goat sex just, in Hungary. We'll make this a just, tourist Yeah, just put that shit in the basement. No problem. All right? Did we'll, you... Uh, we'll even give you a no, pastor. <laughs> a real pastor from the church. Uh, did you see that thing about Keith Emerson and the, the writing the score for it? Like that was pretty funny. Uh, let's like see. Argento, like yeah. so. Apparently, Keith Emerson, who wrote the score for Inferno, yeah, wanted to write the score for this movie, and he turned in twelve tracks. And Argento hated all of it. He yeah. said, "Like not even a child would make mu- mu- music like this." Yeah. <laughs> he said, so they used like child. partial. Yeah. yeah, not even a child would make music like this. So they did use one of the songs, and then I think they used some Claudio Simonetti tracks. Yeah. They just basically cobbled together a soundtrack for it. Bro, he fucking ripped this guy. He was like, listen, Keith, all your shit sucks. All right? Gave you fucking half a mil for this bullshit. Yeah. Maybe they even paid it. It says, and it also, another weird thing of trivia, too, is that it says um, Goblin did music for it. But it was really only Fabio Pignatelli who was the bass player for Goblin, so it yeah. wasn't real Goblin. It was just Fabio doing some music for the thing yeah. by himself. Well, also too, uh, Philip Glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they took pre-recorded Philip Glass music. I don't think he yeah. wrote music for this, or if he was even alive when this was made. No, he was. He was alive in the eighties. So, but yeah. Couple, there's always do you always, there's always something going on with this Argento guy in his film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean Argento is yeah. like one of those. I think he's one of those guys that like he just, especially at this point yeah. in his life, he was just like I don't, I just want to do what I want to do, and yeah. I don't really care what anybody else thinks. Pretty much, he's like we're going to the '90s, brother. Mm. All right, I put some money in this shit. Ain't demons no more. It's the church. We're gonna have these night templars. We're gonna have my goat sex. Yep. We're doing it all, brother. Okay? We're making it happen. So, speaking of making it happen, then, I say let's get into the full review of The Church. Let's do it. Southgate Entertainment presents a film by Dario Argento. This way. A satanic evil. Kill them! All of them! A savage witch hunt. A demonic curse destroys an entire village. Let this site build the church on it. Behind these hallowed walls, a mysterious resurrection is beginning. Just think what might be buried under these cathedrals. An unholy nightmare unleashed from the gates of hell. A deadly threat that preys upon the living. Evil has taken the form of monstrous 
creatures that we call demons. From Dario Argento, the creator of such bone-chilling classics as Suspiria and Demons, comes a new dimension in terror. A supernatural thriller, Cinefantastique, called Beautifully Crafted in the Best Horror Movie Tradition. Beyond the grave lies an evil too powerful to destroy. And no one has a prayer in the church. Okay, so we start off the movie. Mm-hmm. With like an owl. And we got the little beginning credits. Kind of like a blurry screen a little bit. And for some reason I felt like right when I when I turned on this this film I was watching it on my TV I was thinking did I put on the right movie because like it looked like one of those like old like it basically did look like Conan the Barbarian you know what I mean the way it was shot and yeah. all these people and horses and uh, it either looked like that or it looked like uh like a Hercules ep- intro you know the Hercules the animate the what was it called the Hercules the classic series what a uh, David Sorbor guy it looked like that yeah, you know I've mean? never seen that show, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. But like, um, but yeah, like how the horses were running in slow motion. Yeah, like they kind of filmed that kind of in slow motion. Yeah, that's that kind of like what Conan looked like at the beginning. Yeah, um, yeah, this is the Conan scene, and we get to see close up of the owl's eyes. Yeah, the so owls, more bird yes. eye close ups. Yeah, so we gotta yeah. have those in, brother. We did that again. Part of the budget. Yeah. All right. So these, uh, well, I call them the Knights Templar guys, but they actually had they're yeah. like the was it the toxic guys or what the tonic. Teutonic, Teutonic Knights is what they're called. Yeah, Teutonic. So they're there, and we see this uh, old guy. Yeah. And he's like, hey, come come over here and stuff. And you can see on the rock, it says like a 666 on there. Like, yeah, okay. that was pretty awesome. And we find, out, we find out who this guy is later. He's like an alchemist type of dude. And he yeah. is bringing these, these Templar Knights to this lair of supposed demons. Okay? Yeah. So it looked like a bunch of poor women everywhere. Okay. And they hear the footsteps coming and one girl like ties up her foot. And this is when the brother's dubbing was a little tough. Okay. It was. It was. I'm not saying it was tough where I couldn't understand him. It was just like it just it felt like it was some the dubbing make it made it made it feel like a cartoon at times. Okay. So it's it's one of those things. I kind of feel like I was like watching Raw here. The guy was just explaining everything. <laughs> hey, we're here. All these people are saying, "Hey, if you look under her foot, there's going to be a cross. If you find that cross, it's going to be the the stigmatic of the demon cross and stuff." It's like, "Fuck, bro. Can we just can we can we slow it down with the tell me else is happening? Can we go? We could we got three million over here, brother. We could take our time. All right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'd have to speed through it. Yeah, and then this guy. The the alchemist guy was like, you know, don't you're like some. He was telling, I guess he was the talking to the leader of this Templar group, saying, "Don't yeah. touch these women if you can. You'll come cursed or whatever." This guy like touches this girl anyway with his glove, and he takes off yeah. his mask. Kind of looks like Fabio. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then the guy just like touches her face and squeezes it, and we see some Italian blood on there. Yep. And then they eventually look at her foot. And she has just a regular cross on her foot. 
So, I'm not sure if this is like a thing. But is a cross on the foot, does that mean you're like a demon? It's like a, is that like know. a real thing? I don't think so. I think that's made up for this movie. Especially because they call it the stigmata, which is like yeah. the stigmata is like the uh, the wounds of Christ, right? Uh, yeah, like exactly. Fleet, like whatever. on your hands, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they did nail his foot, but like, doesn't mean it was just one foot. Yeah, so. and then there's no cross, and like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think maybe that was a weird translation to yeah. English, maybe, but but yeah, I don't know. I think that that was just like. Uh, well, okay, so one thing, too, to keep in mind as well is, like, what they don't really make clear, but you can kind of infer from it, is that they're supposed to be, like, demon-possessed or they're supposed to be, like, devil worshippers or something. Yeah. But, you you, you know, you could think that they're, su- they're like, supposedly devil worshippers. So, like, what yeah. I took out of it, and it that could have just been part of me, like, projecting onto it, but, like, what I took out of it was, like, it was the knights, the Templar knights, like, killing people that they thought were devil worshippers yes. but weren't really. Yeah, that's what I yeah, thought you know too. What I mean. Yeah. So now since they found her foot with the cross, now we have to explain everything we're doing. I need you to kill yes. the whole town. Just nobody left alive. Kill everybody. And so we just see all these random scenes and we saw this girl's head so I don't know if you caught this, Allison, because if you if you like blinked you didn't see it. Everybody else out there too, if you blinked you didn't see it. But like if you guys, you know Maybe go back and watch this scene. So they're, the the knights are killing the whole town, right? And we see a head yeah. like just roll off, like a you could tell it's a fake head. And no right. shit out of the corner of my eye, this knight like just touches something and this person just blows up. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. Did see you that. not I need see to that? Watch back and watch that? Oh no. shit, bro! If you look, okay, <laughs> you're looking right at the screen. It's gonna be on your left, your, the left corner. And no shit, the knight, all he does is like tap this person with his sword and they just blow the fuck up. <laughs> I guess I we're like, supposed to be distracted. I was with like, the damn, bro, what kind of shit? This guy, fucking, he has the. We gotta give him the reward for killing. He could just touch somebody and this shit just blows up. No bones yeah, or anything. Just send that, they should just send that guy in first and then the, everybody explodes <laughs> as he touches him with his sword. Exactly. I mean, was he the demon? I, I have no idea. Maybe, maybe. So we after they they start killing the town, we see like this little. It's a kid because they're not like tall at all. But I thought it was very mm. clever because this kid has like a a, a like kind of like a fa- what, what do you call that? It's kind of like a wooden face, but it's like a wooden mask. It makes it look like it yeah. makes it looks like it's like a like a pot or something, or like something you would put like grain in. Yes. Yeah. So they kind of I know what you're talking in. about. Like it's yeah. like wicker, like yeah, a wicker wick. uh, basket, but it's like yeah. a like a like maybe a lid or something on his face or something. Yeah. So that that's the only person alive right now. Um, hiding and seeing all the damage is happening to this town. So they start putting all the dead bodies on like a, a cart, a wooden cart, and they start <clears throat> burying him into the um, putting him into the hole. This alchemist guy's yeah. like, we got to, we got to bury them. Nobody can ever see them. If they, if anybody ever sees them, the demons will come out of them and stuff. And like, so they're like, okay, we'll, we'll just bury these fucking people then. They're all dead. Right. And um, it's weird too because like there was like one scene where one of the knights got close and a demon had actually grabbed him inside. So I guess they were demons in there so yeah so yeah maybe that yeah so maybe they were it was weird it was just kind of weird because they they made it look like they weren't demons but i guess they were so Mm -hmm. during all this stuff a duck okay uh uh, 
let's the location known to our wood wood face kid. Alright, so one of the knights finds finds the kid, starts chasing them all off. And they he's like chasing him, chasing him. And this is when the Alchemist is saying, We have to bury all these bodies. And what I'm gonna do with them so they can never see the light of day is I'm gonna build a church on top of these motherfuckers. Okay? And when I do that, they the 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 demons and all these demons will be trapped over here forever. You know, nothing yeah. can, nothing can ever go wrong. No, but we we've seen enough of these Italian horror movies to know that yes. that's not going to work. Yes. But our boy yeah, back then the century is fine. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work in Gates of Hell. Yeah. It, you know, it's the living dead. It didn't work in From Beyond. It's not going to work this time either. But our boys, he 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 actually he he did pretty good though. I mean, he guaranteed it for a lot of years, so he did. That's that. true. That's true. It did take a while for before they broke out yes. again. So then we had the knights uh, un- unmasked our wooden kid, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure the wooden kid was played by Asia Argento. Really? Well, it looked just like her. Okay, maybe it was. What's her name in this story? Latte. We'll get to her. Yeah. So now we, after that happens, and they supposedly killed that that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we are we do this really cool like camera shot, where where they put so they put the this huge stone cross on top of the dead buried bodies, demon bodies. Yeah. And then now we transform. Now it's under like a cell, like a cave, or like mm-hmm. it's basically underneath the church. And we had this one. They had this really long camera shot all throughout the church of what it looks like nowadays when it's already been built and up for for years and years and years yeah which is kind of cool like it like yeah. it, it you it really showed you it it, it it illustrated that okay this is the same spot and this is where they built the church and this is the same church yes i like that i like that scene a lot yeah i liked it too i thought it was a really cool like shot it looked it's all like once and stuff mm-hmm. so very very cool yeah so during all this stuff, we see, you know, like people walking in and out of the church, and we see, like, this fucking dude who's in a suit. He has some, like, Clark Kent-looking hair, and he has some glasses, and that's yeah. our boy Evan. So, Evan is basically a cross from Clark, Clark Kent, Superman, yeah, and that dude from fucking Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? What's that nerd guy from Ghostbusters? Uh, e- Egon? The guy with the glasses. Yeah, that's Egon. Egon, yeah. It's kind of like they morphed yeah. the two. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I can see that. I was going to say he's kind of like a cross between um, Indiana Jones and somebody else. He's sort of an Indiana Jones type character without all the charm and the, most of the and Indian the things we like about Indiana Jones. What are you talking about? Indiana? <laughs> this guy fucking, bro, he didn't do anything. He's, he's like the worst no, Indiana no. Jones ever. <laughs> he, well, okay, I'm not saying he's he's good as Indiana Jones, but he's like the Indiana Jones that's the teacher. You know, he's like oh, when, yeah, when Indiana Jones is teaching in his classroom, he's more like that. Yeah, kind of. So he's walking all the all around there, and we see our, uh, another character over here, Gus. He is he is uh, turning on the the church bells, and then we mm-hmm. see this girl Lisa, who's no shit drawing like a fucking. Demon painting in a church. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that like a Perfect. thing or something? Or maybe maybe they're just doing possession month. 
<laughs> possession month at the church. Yeah, yeah maybe. That's what we're gonna I mean, I don't know. Bigger. Like, I mean, it's it's probably a, it's Europe, so it's probably a Catholic yeah. church, and you know, Catholics are all about the, you know, the, you know, the uh, gates of hell, and yeah, these are the that. terrible things. These are all the terrible things that's going to happen to you if you don't give us money. That yeah. kind of thing, you know. So this church is actually pretty cool looking, though, because yes. apparently, so there's like. Before you get to the downstairs dungeon or whatever, like there's like a tomb upstairs, and it has like these two like hooded statues there. Like mm-hmm. it looks like they're praying over it, but then when we see it, it's three, because we have the bishop in disguise, and he like notices everything right. going on. Like he notices Lisa up there painting. He knows Evan's late. He just notices everything. And then we have Evan. He's walking by. He wants to see what's going on with this painting. All right. And before he got here, I guess that Lisa, she kind of sucks at her job. So she's dropping shit. All right. So she dropped a bunch of yes. food and shit on there. She apologizes well, everything. Evan's yeah. saying, oh, it's yeah. all good. I'm late. It's my first day and I'm late. I was <laughs> like, what is this guy, millennial? Oh. <laughs> That's right, brother. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I had to go it. there. I went there, brother. They had to go there. He didn't work on all the time. All right? Mm -mm. He can't read time, apparently. No, he needs to to set up that alarm, wake up early. Yeah. Come on now. Skip that latte in the morning. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of lattes, after he left, this guy, you know, not only did he start his first day, he's already doing sexual harassment in the workplace because he's like, hey, we should go grab a coffee later. I was like, damn, okay. Yeah. Is that sexual (laughs) harassment really? Eh, I guess not really, but you know. I mean, if you're like he's already flirting, he's already flirting in the workplace. He just got there. Well, okay, he just got there, and he's late. But then again, I guess Lisa, she could have been an independent contractor, so it might have been okay. Might have been okay. Yeah. So now Evan goes there to the um, um, he goes to his work area because his his job, okay, is to read books and translate them. Yeah. All right. So he basically, I guess nowadays he'd be a data collector. Okay. I guess so. Yeah. It's the only thing I could think of. So he's there. They call him a librarian, but yeah. Yeah. So he's there and he hears a noise and this is when we meet our, our, our character. Lote? Lote. Did I say it okay. right? Lotte? I thought it was like Lottie, but Lottie. I, could I was I wanted to say latte, but I don't think it's latte. It could be latte. Like I wanted like a latte, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, four splendors and my latte, you know. Yeah, so that's uh except uh latte is spelled with an A, but Well I just thought it was like Lottie, but I could be wrong. So she It is, doesn't matter. She <laughs> is apparently uh the daughter of Herman. Who Herman? Mm-hmm. He, he's a, he. I guess he lives at the church with his wife, and he he does something there. But I couldn't understand. I, I'm not really like up in my church stuff. So apparently at this church we have a bishop, we have two priests, yeah. and then we have Herman, his wife, and his daughter. But Herman, I guess all I know is he like collects the money. Maybe he's like an understudy uh, or something. Maybe. Um, I thought that he just helped take care of the church, but they yeah. don't really say what he does. Well, she there. did, she did, but I didn't understand what it was. Right. It was like I guess it's like a form of like a, like an understudy or like somebody who lives there for free to help out when he helps out around the church or some shit. Right. 
So, so she is talking to him and stuff, and he, you know, Evan says, like, he's late and everything, you know, just meeting the crew. And then she's like, hey, do you want to hear this? Close your eyes. And then she, like, gets, like, this ball up next to his ear. And he's like, hey, did you hear that? It sounded like horses. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? I didn't hear no horse. <laughs> then the bishop walks in. He's like, Evan, you're late. Not a good start. It's like, you need to yep. be here at 10 a.m. sharp, and Latte, you're not supposed to be in the fucking library. Get the fuck out. Yeah. It's not like he has to be there even really early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he just has to be there about 10 a.m. That's not that early. It's not like he has to be at work at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning or anything. Yeah. No, he had to be at 8 a.m. sharp, brother. Yeah. It's late. Start translating those books. So now the bishop, now he's about to do his uh ceremony. Sure. Um, He's doing St. Luke... 2730, and this passage is all about demons. Mm -hmm. All right. Talk about demons. Don't call it Demons 3, brother. So nope. it's it's basically, actually, the, the passage he was uh, spitting out actually reminded me of this uh, Marvel character called Legion because the passage is basically like this person who had a bunch of demons inherit his body, and that's why they called him Legion, which is basically the plot line to the Legion Marvel character. Little side tip right there, everybody. Yeah, yeah, which is where that character came from. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, in this movie, it kind of makes sense because we're going to be seeing some demons kind of later. So now, Lisa, she's dropping more shit. <laughs> uh, and then now our boy Evan, he's like looking around and then we get a scene of this guy randomly jackhammering the floor. All right, and Lisa mm -hmm. stops him from drag hammering the floor because right. he's about to fall through. And he's like, hey, there might be a big cave down there. And then Evan comes in. And he's like, hey, what about my coffee? We were supposed to meet up for coffee. I'm like, where the fuck did you come from? All right. And then he sees the crap. He's, and he's like, oh, I, I'm sorry. They, look, there's cracks around here. And he's all like, oh, don't, oh, don't worry about it. That's not your job. All right, just let the historic... Uh, uh, was it the historic mon monument commission take care of it? Let's go get this coffee. It's like, okay. I was like, well, fuck. Are you sure these guys weren't millennials? Nothing. They're way ahead of their time. Right ahead of their time, brother. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'll let somebody else take care of it. These huge cracks. Maybe I could fall down the ceiling. You know what I mean? Fuck them. All right. So then, like, uh, they start flirting about uh, some religious shit, okay? And then now we're having, now we're we're starting to see this water drop on like this 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 basically this face that's on the cross, okay? Mm -hmm. Like we talked about earlier. And then I guess Lisa, she's like, okay, I'll, at least I'm going to fix some of these holes. So she goes to this one crack and she tries to fix it, which is uh, she just puts some glue in there, and she noticed that she sees like a piece of paper. And she she knocks out the little hole the piece of paper is through, and it's apparently it's a uh, it's like a little um, it's like a little it's a piece of old writing that was stuffed into this wall. And she takes it to Evan to read for him to interpret it. He's all like, "Oh man, this must have been like a thousand years old and stuff. We found this stuff. Nobody's ever seen it." She's like, "Okay, well, should I give it to the bishop?" And he's like, "No, no, no. I want to read this shit. You know, we'll, we'll give it to him later." Bishop shows up. And he said he's going to give her a ride home. All right. So now we're outside. They're riding in the car. Okay. 
uh, her, Evan, and, and Lisa. And he brought the paper with him, the little, little piece of paper. And he calls it like right. a, what does he call it? A, a, a port net? Some piece, I guess it's like a scripture paper. So this Doesn't he call it a par- parchment? Yeah, parchment. Yeah. yeah. Parchment is like what it, that's what that kind of paper is called. It's yeah. A parchment. Yeah, parchment paper, brother. So this is when we get the whole story about, because he did some research. All right. This is, it's, this whole place is kind of built by the uh, t- t- uh, techno- Tectonic Knights. All right. Mm-hmm. It's, they were a military group. All right. A big, you know, high spiritual military group in the Crusades time. And they were yeah. especially brutal. Because some of the well, practices right. would do. Go ahead. No, yeah, I understand that he explained that part, but what's the difference between that and a Templar knight? Well, this one was a group within. I guess what it, I guess what they were was a group within the Templar knights, but they yeah. were known to be extra graphic compared to oh, the regular knights. Because what oh. they would do is they would display dead corpses. You know what I mean? Oh, right. To show that they were there. Okay, okay. and apparently Fair what enough. he was saying was, yeah. And our boy, you know, uh, he's saying like, like Hitler, apparently loved this guy, and he he, yeah. he or this group, and he fashioned everything about them. So we know that this group is like, basically they they were like a, a an evil group, basically. Yeah, yeah, right. But you notice that like a lot in our, I think not a lot maybe, but sometimes at least in Argento's films, like the church is usually, um. Or the people who operate inside the church are usually not good. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not. They're not necessarily the bad guys, but they're like the people. The church itself is 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 good, but the people who operate in it are bad. The bad ones. Yeah, they have they have other motives. Yes. So now we had the bishop. He's playing. He's praying with both his other bishops and stuff, and he's like, "Hey," uh, to one of the reverends. The um. Uh, to the to the to the Reverend uh, uh, Dominique, he is mm. saying like, "Hey, you know, I got a great passage for you, because you're looking for a Latin passage." Pa- passage. Mm. He says this. It says it in, Ita- uh, in Latin. He's like, "Oh yes, uh, the the world of the devils." He says, <laughs> "Oh yes, uh, the world will identify as as devils." Yeah. Everywhere. He's like, "Oh, that's a good one." And then our boy Gus walks in. He's the other, the other uh, reverend. He's yeah. like, "Hey, Gus, you got any Latin pat?" Well, first of all, Gus is late, so Bishop doesn't like that. He's like, "Hey, you gotta be, you gotta be early to every fucking meal." Uh-huh. Yeah, nobody's here. Nobody's on time. Yeah. Nobody's on time in this fucking place. Yeah. And then of course Gus, he doesn't have any fucking uh, Latin. He he didn't study that too well. No. All right. So now we have. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna call her latte. Latte, sure. It's not latte, but I just, I just, I just want to think of latte. That's that's fine. We'll call her latte. Latte. So latte. Latte. Sneaks, sneaks. She sneaks outside, right? Uh, she mm-hmm. she found like a little crack through the to, to through the mansion. She's at nighttime. She just like walks around to eighties music. Yeah. All right. And then we have uh, Evan and Lisa. They arrive at Lisa's house. And the dubbing, like, I seriously, the dubbing was like this. And I don't know, I, <laughs> they could not have been like this in Italian. This guy was all like, oh, we arrived to your house. Oh, do you live here alone? Oh, okay, great. 
Oh, yes, I'm going to go take a shower. Okay, well, I'll sit down here at the desk and I'll read this book. <laughs> like, do you really have to explain every fucking thing that you're doing? Every every okay. move that he made. Yeah, there, the, yeah, yes. like, yeah, there's no way that that was that way in Italian. So our girl Lisa, she's drying her hair off, and our and our boy Evan, he is all like, he's like, hey, you know, he, he's basically saying history about the church. He's like, hey, do you know that this was the first ever Gothic cathedral that they had, and this one is the one right. that influenced all the other ones? Why is that? There has to be some sort what? of like, I guess something buried over there, or something buried in here, you know? Yeah, like demons. Yes. Well, no. He says either treasure or science that we lost throughout the years. Not, yeah, not they demons. don't know about the demons. Yeah, yet, yeah. but it's actually demons. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's actually demons. But our boy thought it was treasure, okay, yeah, or science. I'm not sure what science yeah. he was thinking about. I guess science, science that's lost. Science lost that was lost science. to us. Yeah, I'm sure. Of how to build huge <laughs> churches was lost to us. Yeah, because we never built another yes. big church after this one. And that, that never happened. Yes. Again. And so he he also thought that there could be something in there that could make him Superman or a god. I'm pretty sure Superman was a god. So then yeah, after all yeah. the stuff, I, bent, I guess she's like something on her finger started to hurt. And then they just start randomly kissing. All right. And then they have the most awkward kissing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Like, our boy has his shirt off. She is, like, yeah. barely anything. And they're just, like, rubbing lips. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> chalked that up to him just being an awkward person in general. Yeah. So he looks up and he sees that his can that he lifted his fucking... You know, this fucking huge can that lit a cigarette has, like, mm-hmm. a little reflection in it. And he's like, yeah. oh, shit, I'm going to go put that can on this parchment paper. Yeah. And he starts to fucking read the, the parchment paper. Through there. He stops kissing. He's like, he's bone or nothing. He doesn't, not nothing. He just gets off the girl yeah. and starts doing this stuff. Yeah, he's more interested in the parchment at this point. Yeah. So the, the papers and the words, that's the shit getting him off. All right. Yes. And he's reading all this shit. And he basically figures out that he needs to find the statue with the seven eyes. Mm-hmm. And then he starts talking a little bit about... And then the girl's like, well, I should tell the bishop. He's like, no, no, no. You're on my side. We're going to stay here. She's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, not, uh, let's not tell the bishop. Yeah. And we need to keep this a secret in case there's a chance they could stop this evil from yeah. happening. Yeah, and he does wonder, too, why this church doesn't have a king buried in it or a bishop buried in it. The only, the only person who has a tomb in here was the original builder himself. He wants to know why. Yeah, and demons, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah he'll find that out soon. Oh, trust me. <laughs> so, Latte, she comes home, back from night of strolling. Yeah, <laughs> but she's just walking around. Yeah, she just walked around. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, The bishop writes a bunch of shit down, and then eventually Latte gets, uh, she gets found out by her dad, Herman, and he gets all mad at her, and the mom doesn't give a shit. Then... <laughs> This is a weird scene. Then we cut to Gus. Super serious with his little... He looked like a a hitman or something out there walking through the stairs (laughs) with his fucking bow and arrows and shit. Yeah. And this is a weird scene because, like, he's, like... He's having flashbacks of the Templars, guys. 
And he's doing his bow mm-hmm. and arrow shit at the same time. But I don't remember him even like using any bow mm-hmm. and arrows at all at the rest of the movie. No, I just kind of took that as like, it's kind of implying that he's like a uh, descendant of the Templars. Even though they don't really use bow and arrows in their scenes either, do they? But like, you know, it's kind of implying that he's like a descendant of these Templar knights. Okay. You know, he's still using the art, the weaponry of the old days or whatever. I don't know. I know it's a stretch, but that's, that's the only thing I got out of that, really. So the bishop is still looking through his papers, doing math now. Mm-hmm. All right. So Evan's back looking through the church. And he is, uh, he's going through a bunch of rooms. There's like this one room with candles still lit all over it. And he looks at a, a, a piece of, looks like, he looks at a, a piece of paper or something that says trust and you keep safe. Mm-hmm. Trust and you keep safe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it goes to a dark room. And eventually goes down to the uh, the dungeon lair. Mm-hmm. And now he is just looking around. Eventually he finds his demon face. And so basically he, he, he was looking around and he found the water and he, found, he saw like a little eye there. And he went up there and he kind of yep. like dug all the dirt off of it. And then he counted, yep. oh, that's all seven eyes. Stone with the seven eyes. So it takes him a little bit to actually lift the stone off the uh, where it was at and just like a big hole. Because yeah, it's heavy, yeah. And then right when this happened, I swear that cross, it looked like it fell like a thousand stories. <laughs> so I'm like, well, fuck, how deep were those fucking people buried? <laughs> yeah, pretty deep. I mean, you gotta, oh. you gotta bury demons deep, right? Or they come right back. Yeah. We've seen that before. So we have our 80s smoke blue light. Yep, beautiful. Showing up. Love it. Love it. And then out of this ditch that was like a thousand feet long, Evan just pulls out a bag of demon hands. <laughs> not, if you guys think I'm yeah, joking, man, is, watch is, the fucking movie. That's what that happened. That's the best way to describe it. I didn't think about that, but hey, he pulls out a, a bag of demon hands. Yeah, that's true. And he cut his hand on the I mean, way he cut his hand on the way up too. Yeah, which is like, you know, kind of like the demon like like a demon's movie right yeah. like you get a cut or something and then you begin infected yes um they but um but yeah demons. yeah but i don't know like i just can't imagine like them writing this because like you know like like it says that suave rewrote a lot of it yeah but but they still credited the original writers but like i can just see like them like 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 i can just see them like okay so in the next scene he's gonna dig up the stone and then he's going to bring up a, a bag full of demon hands. Well, no, it's not just that. It's like, okay, we're going to have this we're going to have this cross fall like a thousand stories. <laughs> but we're going to have him just like barely reaching his hand to big up a bag. Like, it's yeah. like hanging yeah, there or yeah. something. Did the yeah, cross go 100 feet like into a well, yeah. but he can reach down in there and find the demon hands. Yeah. yeah. Cuz it, it didn't fall that far that time. I well, guess. maybe maybe what happened was the, the the cross fell so much that it filled up the gap hole. I have no idea. That's what happened. So he opens up the bag and gets choked by these demon hands. Yeah. And uh, eventually he like passes out to that. And he wakes Mm up um, after all that stuff happened. And he figured out how he cut himself was basically a little scratch on by getting the bag. 
eventually if you hear some footsteps uh he puts the the, the seven eye demon face thing back on because the cross is back by the way it just showed randomly yeah. back up when he woke up he just woke up on the cross so maybe he imagined mm-hmm. everything i have no idea here's some footsteps it's latte she is back all right mm-hmm. and he's like hiding from her and then herman comes down looking for i guess looking for his daughter because you know she got out again or yeah, no, 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 he's looking for her because they got into that fight and she left. Yeah, yeah. So Dad's looking for her and he's like looking around and he eventually runs into Evan and <laughs> I'm no shit. I don't know if you saw this, Allison. But our boy Evan, he fucking palmed, punched his ass. <laughs> he fucking palmed him. Did you see that? When he did that? Knocked his yeah, ass, yeah. Me, like the little palm. I was like, damn, okay. So he okay. fucking palm punched his that, ass down is- I, this I, is the kind of movie we're doing. I know. And then Herman just falls right down. So now we're back at Lisa's house. All right. So mm-hmm. she uh, she she's falling asleep and she's reading a book that was given to her by Evan. Um, I can't even. I think it was like it was written in Italian, so I'm not really sure. Full channel. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what it was about. Sure. So now she's she Lisa she's dreaming of her hand and face in that gothic um, well that was like where, that's where she found the little parchment paper she's thinking so now that's like fine it's like it's all in her dreams it's all not dirty or nothing cracked now she's in there drinking from the from the well okay and there's like some background noise saying this is all above our knowledge i guess like saying like you know the when you when you explore this this type of work it's above our our level of thinking or something well yeah i mean like you know demons and shit like that are yeah they're above the level that they're on right now so she wakes up she wakes up by getting a phone call from evan Mm -hmm. all right and base so this scene was (laughs) So the so Evan is now he's basically possessed by this demon now, all right. But you know who he reminded me of in this scene where he's on the payphone and he drops it and he starts Ooh. like waking out. Did Ooh. you ever see the first Men in Black? Uh, a long time ago, yeah. I don't remember much about it though. Okay, so remember the uh, the character? I believe he had some sort of alien probe in him or something. It's like this country okay. dude that just got okay. the alien probe in him. And the way he was spigging out, wagging and everything, it reminded me just of that guy. Because this guy, right. like in Men in Black, he had like this this uh, alien probe in him. And he started doing all the, like the same like mannerisms that our boy Evan was doing. So, hmm. pretty funny okay. shit. So, eventually, Evan is the full demon now and he rips out his heart. Out yep. of his chest. It, he's like squeezing it and playing That's, with it. It's kind of cool scene. And he pulls it up into the air when we get a cool-looking mm. shot. So we get this random scene because this is our Argento film, or like he, he's he's putting money into it. So it's like, hey, hey, Suave, yeah. hey, I need, I gave you a million. I need to have you do a first-person camera view of a car going really fast through town. Can you do that for me? <laughs> and Suave was like, yeah, brother, I got you. So that's what they did. I got you. So they 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 they, they, they what they did was they borrowed the Trans Am. We let them borrow it for a little bit. Yep. They slapped a camera on that bitch and they fucking drove through town. Yep. But you know, and, and all serious no, you know, they didn't have GoPro back in the day, brother. Like, you know, they probably slapped no. on a fucking camera and they fucking Yeah, just, they had to you know what I mean? 
Yeah, absolutely. They had to, I mean, at least a 16 millimeter, maybe not yeah. a 35 millimeter, but at least they, they strapped on a, you know, a 16 millimeter camera and, um, you know, and, and, uh, and drove really fast around town, which I think is amazing that they yeah. were able to do that. I mean, imagine like, I know you've never seen this movie, but if you do, you'll notice, uh, you'll, you'll realize this, but like in Top Gun, so they, they use real F6, F-16s to film Top Gun and they're, they have huge, 35 millimeter cameras shooting that movie and somehow they're like you know an f-16 goes like 500 miles an hour or something and they're not being ripped off the plane which yeah. i think is amazing so yes. We, yes same thing here yeah it's pretty wild so after this uh, uh speeding car we see lisa she's awake now and she's eating toast and jelly and she's hearing some noise yep. and she sees out of the corner of her eye a goat man so she gets all scared Here's more noises. Mm -hmm. She tries to grab the phone into a room, but the demon pulls the phone out so she couldn't make her phone call. And she's like, okay, there's a demon inside my house. He he destroyed my pay phone. What should I do? Mm -hmm. Should I just wait in here? Should I hide? Mm -hmm. Should I go under the bed? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Should I try to find a weapon? No. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dive through the fucking window. Head first. Because that makes the most logical sense. So she dives through the head, the window head first. Okay, head first, mm-hmm. brother. Does a fucking roll. Like, runs out, gets, runs into some cops, bites the cop's finger. They're asking him what the hell she's doing. Not a scratch on her, brother. Nope. I mean, fucking Dean Ambrose can't even fucking walk to the ring without bleeding. This girl can fucking dive through a window. Amazing. Amazing. I don't know how she did it. Tremendous. So she's saying, hey, there's some crazy demon guy and there's not a man. Go check it out. The cop's like, okay, well, good thing, you know, made that, you know. I guess she she almost called the cops, but it got disconnected. But they heard the call in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And she's basically saying there's some sort of monster in there trying to kill me. Okay, so now we see Herman. He is uh, awakened from his palm, basically getting knocked out by a palm punch. And we can tell that he is now going to be sick too because there's a little blood on his face. So we have this couple outside taking wedding photos outside the church. It's the morning time now. We have Lisa. She's showing up to the church. Uh, she's trying to see, you know, she's, she, she's kind of wondering where Evan's at because she didn't see him last night. So she sees Evan mm-hmm. typing. So she, she goes to Evan because at first he's, he's typing. We don't know if Evan's a demon or not because last time we saw him, the guy was like fucking puking his guts out and ripped out his heart. Now we see him. He's all fine and stuff. So she, skim, so she turns him around and now Evan has turned emo. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because he had like his hair in front of his face. You know what I mean? So now yeah, he's like the yeah, emo yeah, version yeah. of our boy Evan. Yeah, he's even weaker now. Yes. So they they got she's basically saying, Hey, you know, I got like attacked last night. It's like some trying to kill me. He's all like, hmm. Oh, what was it? It's like some sort of like goat demon. He's like, Oh, oh no, it wasn't. It was just somebody wearing a mask, probably. Okay. Yeah, because everything's fine, because that's yeah. that would be a normal thing to happen, right? Yeah. And she saw I was like and she's like, no, no, no. It was it was much worse than, than somebody trying to wear a mask and stuff. It's like, well, well, well what was so crazy about it? All right? She's like, it was just <laughs> Why was it so weird? Yeah, why is it so weird and stuff? He's like, just, it was just very dark and stuff. And then, like, he just randomly tries to go, like, kiss her. All mm-hmm. right? Evan does. And then he tries to, like, have sex with her. And she's like, not having yeah. this. 
she slaps him and says, you're crazy. And she's walking out of there. And then while she's walking out of there, Latte shows up. She says, hey, what's wrong with her? And our boy Evan's like, uh, probably my favorite line of the night. <laughs> he says, I don't know. Nerves, I guess. You know what they yeah, say? Women. You can never tell with women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, there you go, Demon Evan. Let me yeah, have it. That definitely, yeah, that sounds like something Argento would say. Yeah. And then we get a uh, weird... Yeah, like, that sounds like an Argento line. Then we get a weird scene of uh, Evan looking at Latte's legs. Yeah, that was a little weird, wasn't it? Well, we, we do get a little bit more weird scenes with uh, Evan and Latte. Because, you know, mm. we, have have, we have to have her in weird scenes, of course. So now, so at the church, apparently there's like a field trip there too. And we have like a smart kid there. All right. So this kid's like, hey, I got a bunch of questions about, you know, the secret. Uh, I heard this. He, he basically, he was, he asked some questions. He wanted to ask some questions about the secret of this place, of the secret booby trap that this place can all come down to. Like there's like a secret booby trap where, if, if wow. you find it, the whole church can collapse. So I was like, well, how the fuck did you know that, kid? Well, <laughs> and why would you make such a thing? <laughs> like, why would this exist? Like, yeah. why would you have yeah. a single thing, like a Death Star, like like yeah. um, weakness, that would make this entire church collapse? Well, I don't you, know how he found about it. it. Like, well, well, uh, we, yeah, or why, yeah. We find out why they do that a little later, but I was like, well, fuck. Man, well, this kid already knew it. I guess he read the book. So now we have um, we have this biker guy mm-hmm. and Joe Lana, which is her name. They're arguing about Joe Lana wanting to go out to the concert, and our biker mm-hmm. guy's like, "Well, well, fuck! You're talking to that mechanic guy earlier. You can go with him." So they're randomly fighting in the church, okay? And she's like, "No, don't worry. I'm not going out with him. I just want to go to this concert. Never tell us what concert it is, but she wants to go to a concert." All right, but they yeah. had to like. I guess they had to like finish like chaperoning or something. I have no idea. And she calls him a royal pain, which in the eighties, brother, that was a, that was a diss line. All right? Yeah, that was a huge line. That was a huge diss. So royal pain. So we. This is what nineteen eighty nine. So just like in nineteen eighty nine, just like in twenty twenty three, these old people can't figure out how to use the phone. <laughs> Okay. I see things never change, brother. Uh-huh. Yeah, true, true. And now Evan, he's typing like super fast now. Because he's like a demon. That's what they do. They type fast. Mm-hmm. So it looks over. Uh, so this is the weird scene. Part of the, this is like the second weirdest scene of the movie. Okay. So Evan, he looks over at Latte. He's like, hey, you, you want to open up the window? She's like, okay. He's like, goes up to her. He's like, He's like, hey, you know, don't worry about it. He goes up closer. He's like, hey, he's like, she's like, God's kind of freaked out because he went up closer while she's closing the window. He's like, oh, don't worry. I won't bite you. I was like, okay, this is already Ooh, getting creepy. Yeah, right. He's like, hey, you didn't go to school today. She's like, well, yeah, like, uh, I wasn't feeling that well. It's like, oh, do you have a stomach, a uh, tummy ache? And no. she's like, no, a headache. He's like, let's, let's open. He goes up to her and starts being all creepy. He's like, oh, I heard you have a, stum- a, a tummy ache. Let's open up that tummy and see where it hurts. He's like touching her a little bit. It's like, okay, that's creepy. And mm-hmm. she just fucking runs. It is. She gets out of there. Creepy. Yeah. 
because she's smart. Because yes. that's what you do. You got to run. When a creepy man, when a creepy man starts telling you he's going to open up your st- your tummy, yeah, because you have a tummy ache, you run. That's that's my public service announcement for all the yes. kids that probably listen to our show. Yeah. <laughs> run, run if, if somebody wants to open up your tummy. Yes. So she runs into Herman, okay, mm-hmm. and she needs help because of this crazy man over here and stuff. And Herman looks around; he's looked like he's sweating his ass off. Mm-hmm. All right, he's like, "Who, who, who was the man who was trying to who was hurt, who was trying to kill you?" He's like, "Oh, it was Evan." He's like, "No, Evan's a good man. You're just a liar and stuff." He's like, "No, no, no. Oh. Like, he, he's acting like a monster." He's like, "No, no, you're just lying and stuff. You're doing this like this all the way." You can't tell. You can't say things about bad people like that. So she takes her down and starts putting soap in her fucking mouth because <laughs> it's crazy. And then the mom shows up. She's like, "Oh, what are you? Oh, you're doing this this time? Okay, whatever." Like she don't give a fuck about anything. So the mom doesn't care. Latte eventually escapes, and now she's running away. And she runs through the whole church. All right, past uh, Gus. Our mm-hmm. our our uh, our bow and arrow guy. Yes. And she eventually runs into the bride. The bride person says something. And then she uh, she takes off. She takes off out of there. And then now the the bride and the bride's photographer, they want to take photos inside the church. Okay? So they ask okay. Gus, hey, can we take some photos inside the church and stuff? And Chuck's like, Chuck's like he sees like on, on his eyes like somebody's at the confessional booth. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, just go ahead, make it quick though, and go easy on the flash. And like, okay, sweet. So Gus, he goes to the confession booth. I guess that's his job, right? I guess. And it's and it's Herman. And Herman says he's sinned, and he's gonna keep sinning because he just wants to kill anybody and destroy this whole place. And basically, he starts freaking out. And he like breaks out of the confessional booth and like runs straight down to the basement. And apparently, yep. why he did that, he scratched a kid and he scratched the the husband to be Bruno. He mm-hmm. scratched both of them on his way down to the yep. basement. Yeah. In true demons fashion. Yes. So I like my notes here. So Herman got down to the basement and he jackhammered himself. Yep, jackhammer death. This is amazing. He jackhammered himself to death. Is that her first? Like, I don't remember anybody uh, ever. That's jack- the only one I've ever seen. So he, ja- yeah. so he's a demon, but he jackhammered himself down in the basement. Yeah, this could be the first jackhammer death I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely the first one on Retro Blood. Yes. So now, um, I guess why he jackhammered himself? Uh, like this old like. Looked like blood. So basically, he mm. why he did that, a mechanism within the church has been activated. And now the uh, there's like this special wall that's coming down. And the they're, they're taking pictures of the bride. And then while yep. they're taking pictures of the bride, the, this door closes on the bride's dress. So he's basically stuck at this door. Right? <laughs> it gets yeah, caught into it. And then while this is happening, there's like this like where that tomb was, where those two little like it was like the main alchemist tomb or the tomb of the, the yeah. builder. It like flips right. over and has a bunch of fucking writing on it. Okay. 
So we have Gus. He's now telling the this the other um, priest, the the Dominique priest, that Herman's dead. Yeah. All right. And at first, uh, the 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 Dominique priest didn't want to believe him and stuff. He's like, no, I'm just fucking dead. All right. And then this is when the uh, the main priest, the, the the bishop, he's reading evil in this. This is like part the little writing. Like there's a lot of the writing that came, but part of it's saying evil is in this land, and it, it takes the form, and they're called demons. So wow. I can see how okay. this is like a very loose, you know, remake of demons in a way because they did they did rest, oh, they, yeah. they did do possession, they did do demons within this movie. Okay. So yeah, I, could, I mean, I could, I could see, see how like they thought that it was, you know, that it was originally going to be a demons movie. Yeah. So the bride wants to be cut out of the fucking dress, but the uh, but the picture person's like, no, 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 we can uh, we can figure out how to get you out of here. She doesn't want to ruin mm-hmm. the dress. They can open it. So now the smart kid who apparently knows everything about the story is like, oh, by the way, like that door, that's the only <laughs> way out. That's the way they built it. Yeah. How the fuck do you know about this shit? <laughs> well, he's like a like a savant. Like he yes. knows everything about this church. Yeah. That's why he's here. Yeah. But um but yeah, the uh so this is very demons like too, where they all get trapped inside something and they can't get out. Yeah, exactly. Then they all kind of turn one by one, sorta. But like I just like there is like a weird, like strange mixture of people here. So like right now, other than like Lottie and her family and the priests, we yeah. ha- and and the librarian and Lisa we also have a group of school children, some bikers, and the wedding party. And those two old people. Don't forget about that. And the two old people. And the two old people, yeah. Yeah, so we're a weird group here. So so now the Gus is like, hey, you know, we got to call the police. We got to get the police out here now, okay? Mm. And now the school teacher, she's upset, all right? And one of the kids, and then we can see that the uh, the, the husband to be Bruno, he, you can see he's getting a little, uh, um, he's getting a little sick, and of course the old guy is mad. So everybody's getting a little tense over here because they figured out that the only way out of this church is just a big door. Even though I swear I saw like a thousand windows. So yeah, you can't go out the window though. That's yeah. that's too dangerous. Yeah, you can't do that. So the the the, the bride, she's like complaining stuff. And she really wants a knife, and then Lisa gives her one. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Bruno is getting a little bit worse. Um, we have the bishop. He's looking at. So we see this scene of like the the bishop. He's up in the uh, his his lair, and he's looking at this one book that has a bunch of Latin words and pictures of demons. And then we see Bruno. He like says he's getting worse and stuff. He, he's looking at his face now. And he has a big gash on his face. So you know what that means he's turned into a demon brother. So during all this stuff, they're trying to figure out how to get the bride's dress off. Alright. And we could see and this part, I'm pretty sure it was Lisa. But I couldn't like exactly tell because they were showing everybody like very quick, really motion. But we actually see that Lisa was drawn to that well that was in her dream. She starts drinking the water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we have the the guy, the biker guy. He's now just looking around, okay. And the smart kid um, says, "Hey, 
did anybody notice like there was like the hour the the, the time is like two hours behind hmm. and then the teacher loses her glasses and she's all upset now but the smart kid couldn't like find her glasses to give it to her she just lost her glasses yeah so i thought this was weird so she has a watch yeah like that's on like our belt well yeah what's wrong with that <laughs> you're, you're, it's not like that's the most normal thing in the world and then, yeah. like, she loses her glasses, and she can't see anything at all. Anything at all. Nothing. Like, and she I can't have I anybody help her, her glasses. Yeah. No, no. I don't wear glasses, but, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, she couldn't see anything. Like, she's like, I can't see the floor. I can't find anything. I'm completely blind. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, went from, Well, like, I mean, you can, I wear contacts and stuff. When I take them off, I'm pretty blind. Like, I'm not, like, yeah. it's not, like, you know blind like you can't see nothing but it's everything's all blurry and shit so i could see how yeah. she cannot see maybe see where her glasses are at but you know if yeah. you go close up to the floor maybe yeah like if you, i mean so like if you didn't have your contacts in and you dropped your glasses on the floor could you find them uh it'd be it would actually be kind of hard because everything's okay. all super all blurry right. and stuff so all right. fair enough so now we have the bugger guy he's looking around and he peeps through like this like curtain or something and mm-hmm. first he sees a snake. And the snake's la- wrapped up to a girl's leg. We see it's mm-hmm. a girl's ass. And we see that yep. now Evan has turned into a demon vampire gargoyle creature. And he takes yes. the girl slowly to his kind of lair. Biker guy's like, that's weird. And I'm going to go follow this guy. Because maybe, I think the biker guy was like weird out, but he was like strangely turned on. <laughs> which I kind of was too I was like okay this is yeah, interesting yeah. there's a snake wrapped around a girl's leg she's butt ass naked yeah. this demon vampire this is going to be a great orgy yeah, yeah it was kind of hot I'm not going to lie it was kind of hot so it goes around there and it just it just runs into um Jolana mm-hmm. and like I said I couldn't tell if it was Jolana who drank this shit or was it, it was Lisa it was one of them or it was Lisa yeah but he runs into her and he's like he, I guess he didn't really know what he saw, but he's like, hey, we got to get out of here now. We got to get out of here right now. She's like, well, there's nowhere to go. I was like, well, we're, we're going to go down to the to the fucking basement. Fuck it. All right. So now we have the um, the two kids. Like These two kids are talking about being best friends and how one of them supposedly got caught as a demon and it turned into a girl. I didn't really get it. And we never saw the kids. We never saw any kids turn into demons. So this one no, kid no, acted no. like he got cut, like we said earlier, and he's acting like he was going to turn into a demon. It's just kind of weird. So now we have the bugger guy and Jelana. They're looking um, for other exits, and they go. They go basically down to the cave area. At least that's what I called it, the cave area. The old and then the old people—they're all mad. So they're going their their plan is to go upstairs and ring the bells. Okay. So Juliana and the bike—they're looking through all these caves. Old people make it up to the church bells. Uh, he, the guy all I all I heard was he called her an old cow. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latte. By, by the way, you know, remember Latte? She is not around. She, she, remember she escaped after the fucking soap in- incident? So she goes to some random 1980s dance club. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and apparently she asked some random dude, hey, can you like take me back home? And the guy says, no, I want to keep dancing to the shitty music. And she calls him a jerk. Mm. So I like it in like in every, like it feels like in every film we did this month, there's always a young guy, a young guy and a girl calling the young guy a jerk or an asshole in some, some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because it's an Argento movie. Yes. So now she g- gets on out of there. This is a weird scene. So Gus talks to the bishop up in his lair about, hey, what the fuck's going on over here? You know what I mean? Because um, the, 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 the priest, Dominic, he tried to call the cops, but he was forted by a demon, suppose. I guess it was Evan. Because we didn't see the demon who killed Dominique, but he wasn't able to call the police or not. So Gus mm-hmm. wants to know what's going on over here. And, like, he was asking for Bishop, you know, what's, what's going on? And the, the, the bishop's like, well, Satan's here. And Gus's like, well, well, this is the fucking holy place. He's like, well, Satan loves these holy places. All right, he's around everywhere. Mm-hmm. So then, then we get the whole backstory of what was going on over here. Because I guess, and this is semi-funny, because it's like the way he explains it and uh, the end, the ending line. Okay. So the bishop was like, so this place was built by the builder of the church. All right. To keep the evil out. Remember, like, you know, like we said at the beginning. He says, yeah. the evil that he kept in here is worse than the Black Plague. Okay? And then Gus is like, well, how do you know all this stuff? And no shit, this bishop's like, well, I fucking read the book. Right, exactly. I, I was like, this motherfucker. You fr- what you book? Know. We didn't extinguish it. There's a fucking book? So only, apparently only the fucking mm-hmm. random kid and this bishop is the only people that read the book about this fucking place. Apparently. Mm-hmm. None of these other yep. people read the fucking book at all. All right? And then the, the bishop goes, well, this ain't the first time this shit has happened. I was like, well, I get, are you sure this wasn't a Demons 3? Like, because <laughs> that's the only time, the other two times I could think of when this shit was happening. It's like, it's like, well, what did they do? It's like, well, they did nothing. It's like, well, what can we do? It's like, well, we can't do anything. The only thing we can do, this is what the bishop's saying, and this was kind of hard to hear him too because the, the fucking guy that got on his racks and was tough, he's saying the only thing we can do is find this mechanism that the builder made and if we if mm-hmm. we use that mechanism, the whole church will, will collapse, but we can't escape. We have to be killed within the collapse. All right? Mm-hmm. He's saying if we do that, then we can spare the world from all these demons and infecting them and stuff. And then the bishop looks out kind of like, you know, outside. Like, they're up, they're up a couple stories. But it's all like, I don't want to do that, though. Because outside, you know, they're all, they're all not worth it. They all need to have Satan and uh, demons take over them because this world is corrupt and everything. So he starts to throw that book and everything. And then Gus is like, you know, what the fuck? You know, what the hell? Like, you know, why do you not want to save the place? You just want to... He ba- Basically, the bishop now, he's turning hill. And he wants the demons to be spread across humanity to cleanse the world or something. 
All right, and mm, Gus is trying right. to stop him, and they get into like a little bit of a tussle. The bishop falls, and he falls right into a fucking spike, and he gets fucking impaled. Absolutely. And I was we like, didn't okay. get any eye gouging in this movie, really, but we did get an impalement. Yeah, we got an impalement, so that counts. And a jackhammer death. Yes. So, so the guy is now freaking out a little bit, and he's all like, "God, what must I do?" So Latte, she shows back up. She sees the fucking dress outside. She's like, "Oh, that kind of looks kind of weird." Mm-hmm. So now this happened out of nowhere, but the old lady is now ringing the door, the the bell, the church bells, with her husband husband's dead head. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> it just randomly happened. Okay. Yep. It was cool. So the biker and Julana, they fall into a well. All right. And they're like, fuck, we're trapped in here. All right. But the biker's like, no, no, don't worry about it. I randomly have a hammer and a stick with me. Okay. He just randomly keeps yeah. that with them. And he breaks the ground that they're on. And Juliana's like, they basically they broke the ground like you can see that he's like holding on to Juliana because it's like a like they just go straight down like it's just like a you know straight drop and he's holding on to her it's like I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you everything's okay all right and basically what happens is he's holding on to her hand we she's like looking she sees like these three lights she's like oh that looks neat and it's a fucking train and it just fucking smashes into her yeah. Finally. So they found a way out, but it was the wrong way out. Yep. Yep. That's why you got to read the book, bro. Well, does the book have that there was a train right there in that particular part? I probably didn't mention the train, but I bet it told you the right way out, though. (sighs) Well, we only found one. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So after this, the biker guy, I guess he's like upset or something. And he's like walking across the church. All the kids just make fun of him. Okay. So now we have Lisa and the bride. They're in a room and they're asking, Where is everyone? I was like, Well, just walk fucking outside. You'll find them. All right. Mm-hmm. And they need to find everybody, you know. And then apparently, Lisa is like acting a little weird. And the girl, she's like, Lisa's like, You know, I basically I need to find Evan. All right, and then the, the bride says, like, hey, don't leave me alone, shit. You know, I don't want to be left alone with this fucking weird shit going on over here. And then, of course, the bride, she now needs a mirror. And she, she, because she, apparently the bride, she has to have a mirror. Like, this is the most important thing because she has to constantly look at herself. Yeah, this is not never a good thing in a horror movie. So she looks at the fucking thing and it's, she finds her and we have like this painting is crying and she like touches like the, the the she sees herself as like an old lady in there and she starts scratching yeah. her face off like that thing in Hannibal. Exactly. All right, and I did forget to mention that we did have the school teacher. She eventually did die by Herman waking up and like grabbing like uh fucking just like a what do you call it, like a rake or something. And like fucking, she's he's about to impale the bride, but he doesn't. He impales the teacher instead, and that's how the teacher dies. Mm-hmm. All right. And Bruno, he after he got that gash on his face, he just gets like yeah. randomly eaten by a like a demon fish creature. 
That's the last oh, time yes. we see him. Yeah. So like, there's a, a lot of a lot of I feel like a lot of this toward the end of the movie is just them, you know, killing characters off. Yeah. In random ways. So just speak, to cut down on characters. Speaking of random, mm. all right. <laughs> Our girl uh, Lisa. All right. Yes. Yes. Uh, after Here she sees the uh, girl scratch her fucking face off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we have a naked Lisa is now is walking around a tomb area. That was my notes. Yeah, okay. she's like in a trance though. It's like she's, she's possessed, yes. kind of. Yes. So she doesn't just randomly decide to yeah. do it. She's like possessed, kind of, and she's wandering around the cellar. Yeah, because she drank that water. Remember that. Well, right, because she drank the water exactly. So, so Gus, uh, he's sweating hardcore right now. This guy is like fucking. I was like, I'm fucked. Mm. He's just sweating everywhere. And now he's starting to read the book. He's starting to read that book now. Mm. So now we have naked Lisa. She gets on a tomb. Okay. And there's basically like a tomb right there. And if you look, there's like a little bit of like a um, a, a hole. And then through that, do you yeah. see a bunch of candles on the floor. Okay. Yes. And then right when she lays down here, the whole crew shows up. Even people I didn't even seen before. They were just like inviting yeah. their buddy from down the street. Hey, show up to this scene. We're going to have a naked girl on this tomb thing. Okay. And we need all of you to chant. <laughs> just imagine when they're like going to like the, um, the church owners. And they, they uh, explain this scene. They could not explain this scene to any of the church owners. I, gu- I guarantee you. He's like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to have this naked girl lay on a tomb. Okay. Within your church, we're going to have a bunch of candles over there. We're just going to invite our friends over. They're going to start, they're going to start doing some of these satanic, Ritual tongues, no problem. Yeah, aren't, aren't they chanting blasphemy? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure this scene is a reason they had trouble finding a church that would let yeah. them film there. Um, but yeah, I, so I just took this as like all those people that are around them were were people that the over the centuries that the church had yes. killed. Yeah. So, and that's not even like the worst part. No. Okay. Because the I, best I'll, part, depending yeah. on how you look at it. Yes. <laughs> depends what you're into, brother, at this time. It depends so, on what you're into. So they're like painting her her, her body, all right, the symbols of the, you know, Satan symbols and stuff. So yeah, Evan shows yeah. up, all right? And he's getting on top of her and shit. And during all this stuff, we can see, like, the Gus. He's like, he doesn't really understand the book, even though the book is all yeah. filled with only pictures only. Okay. Right. It still doesn't understand. Yeah. And then, like, when he looks at this one picture of, like, these, like, demons that were buried down there with the cross on top of them, he's like, I got it. All right? Cross and bobbies. So... I figured it out. So then we see... So our boy Evan, he transforms into the goat... Oh, yeah. Uh, well, The goat demon. Yeah. And yep. he starts humping our girl, Lisa. Right there. Yep. Yep. So she has sex with the goat demon on the on the altar. Or the, while everybody's looking. Uh, tomb. Yeah, while everybody's watching. All the victims are watching. Yeah. This is great. It's fantastic. So I, I was thinking a couple of things. First of all, <laughs> I was like, I wonder if this is going to be available on Pornhub. <laughs> all right. And my second thought was like, okay, this is probably why they uh, didn't find a bunch of churches here. 
Yeah, this is why they they couldn't find right. it. This whole scene was why they could not get a turret yes. to film. Let them film this scene. So, so this wasn't even like the craziest part of it, though. So no. after our boy Gus figures out, like he figured out what's to happen with all these crosses and bodies, Latte shows up. Uh, she's kind of freaking out a little bit because she's like she saw her father's dead over there, you know, because yeah. the, the uh, you know Herman's been dead on the floor after he uh, killed mm. the uh, the teacher, right. And I guess the mom died too. We didn't see her. She just died off screen. Yeah, she died off camera. Yeah. She said she saw her parents, everything. All right. And then she's like, and then Gus is like, listen, you got to tell me, how did you get out of here? All right. <laughs> because he's like, hey, how did you get in here? There's, if you got in here, you got out of here. You got to let me know. All right. And then she's like, well, I go to this crack that nobody knows about. I like, okay. Except for me. Except for you. Okay. And then he's like, hey, we got to leave out of here. And by the way, check out this book with a bunch of pictures. <laughs> All right, so now they go. So now they're like walking because they're trying to get out of there, going to that crack area that, so they can get out of there. Yeah. Um. So during the book, um, I guess Alante she kind of like sees out of the corner of her eye the 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 uh that that the the the, the kid from earlier, the wood face kid from earlier mm-hmm. and she's having like a little flashback about it and I guess this is like, I guess something triggers her brain and now she's having like a flashback about what happened like after the uh, they put all the, the 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 bodies buried down there so they had to kill there we see this flashback it says kill everything even the dogs all right right so that means there's going to be dogs. Yes. So they were saying like they basically this this knights group, they killed everything in the town. They buried all the bodies in the town. They put the cross on it, and they had the alchemist, okay, build the church with his alchemist power and his magic to build this church. But they didn't trust him because doing alchemy was illegal. So they strapped him up and they killed him too. Of okay. course. And what they did was, I guess he might have known that they were going to turn his back on him. So he made a, a, a mechanism to destroy this church. But the only way they could find that if they if they stuck it into his mouth. Okay. So the builder, they yes. have them racked, they have them like chained up on like this like glowing red thing. They take a like a little switch button and they shove mm-hmm. it in his mouth. And they lock him up and they tomb him forever. And then Latte basically said all this stuff. And Gus was like, yeah, I'm confused. As are a lot of people. Yes. So they go, um, they try to, they go down to the basement area. Okay. And, and then they like walk in and they look over. And they see Lisa getting humped by a goat demon. All right. Like they see the they see the whole thing. Like okay, they just like walk on by. Like fuck that. I'm. Not, they kind of look. They kind of look at it and they're like, oh, okay, we ain't dealing with that shit. <laughs> Let's just move. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. And they just walk on by, and then now Gus is like, he's like, listen, I gotta stay here. I gotta try to trap this evil. You need to leave. You gotta go right now. Just leave. She doesn't want to be left behind. Latte, but he's like, just go. Okay. So we see we go back to that room with the demon humping. All the people are still chanting. Uh, I guess the 
the cross thing randomly falls again. Yeah. So, so Gus decided to stay and to see if he could help something. But then during all this stuff, while the people are chanting, the cross thing falls again. But then what happens, what rises up is like a whole, like all these bodies that, you know, that, so basically the bodies of all the demons, they're all like this, like mold now. And that mold creature thing is all coming up. It kind of looked like something like off like the Hannibal TV show where this fucking thing is being raised. All these bodies are like merged together in there and it's coming up out of the, out of the fucking where the, where the cross was at. So I guess by doing demon sex and having random people chant in front of candles, the the mold of demon human bodies comes up. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then now Gus, he's out there and he's reading more from that that stone where the builder is at. Alright? And it says, the secret I've had for a thousand years. Okay? And he punches the tomb. So where where the writing was at, he punches that. And that opens up the little tomb area, okay. And he 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 gets out the the mechanism out of the fucking guy's mouth, okay, out of the builder's mouth. And the the tomb thing is turning up red too. Right. Yeah. So he pulls the little, <laughs> I say he pulls the ball gap out of the alchemist's <laughs> mouth, and yes, he turns he pulls the ball and, gap and, out of his mouth. Yeah, he turns yeah. out of the dead alchemist mouth for a hundred years and he turns yeah. it on all right yep and then the whole fucking place starts to come down all right and mm-hmm. so the whole place after he does that the whole place starts to come down and it's kind of funny because like all the stuff all the ceilings are falling down and like yeah. the mold creature just got up there and then it just gets knocked right back down <laughs> while the fucking place <laughs> i was like okay whatever you are <laughs> Right. Like all that time, it took yeah. to climb to the top, and then it just it gets up there, and then it gets knocked down to the bottom again. Yeah, yeah. So then we cut outside, and we could see that the whole church. I guess the like the the outside didn't really come crumbling down, but the inside did. Mm. That's what they're trying to show. Strangely, yeah. So somehow yeah. the inside didn't. The inside fell, but the outside didn't. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, and everybody died in there apparently. Okay. Yes. So it's all like, it's all blocked off and stuff. And there's like, this is like a little, like, this is like a news article is or no, newscast mm-hmm. saying, yes, this church that was made from magic from this alchemy is randomly <laughs> <laughs> come down. Just randomly <laughs> fell. And then I was like, oh, yes, this what this church style is what the ones that helped build all the other churches and stuff from here before. I just like it how they, and I like how they, they said in the newscast, like, yes, this castle was made by magic. So Latte's yeah. around the church. She has some flowers. So mm-hmm. she goes up to the church area. She gives the flowers to a little picture of her parents being there. Because, you know, she's yeah. basically an orphan now. Yeah, because they were killed by the church. Yes. And she eventually... Well, by demons. Yeah, demons within the church, yes. And she eventually sees that little statue thing of the demon eyes, the seven demon eyes. That thing is still okay yeah. with the cross on it. She still sees that. She's like, oh, yep. okay. She hears a noise that's an airplane randomly. I don't really know what that represented. It. Then she hears a noise of a of traffic. Yeah, it's supposed to be scary. Airplanes and traffic, brother. Does that yep. mean the demons are outside? I guess. Okay. So then she opens up the head thing. All right, mm-hmm. and it falls into some fucking water. And she looks down. There's some blue light, and she smiles. 
Yep. So I'm guessing which means she. Go ahead. I would say I, I took that as she she released the demons out into the world for demons for the church too, which we would never get. Yeah, for demons for not, not demons two. four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not demons four. It's church two. Yeah, church two, brother. Yeah. All right. Return to the. I don't know. Gospel or something. Return to the gospel. Demons four. Church so, yeah. two. That's yeah. it, brother. I would say so, it's not too bad. I liked it. I liked this movie. One thing I did want to bring up, bring up is that I, I'm sure they're unrelated. I'm sure the movie was not influenced by this. But have you ever heard that Slayer song, Haunting, Haunting the Chapel? Um, it's a really early song on an EP, but even like I think it came, it came out before Rain and Blood. Yes, I have heard it. Yes. But like the lyrics to that song remind me of the plot of this movie. And I know the song was written before the movie, but it's it's almost like they it's like it's it's like describing this movie. Like it doesn't talk about demons, but yeah. it does talk about like you know like things from hell coming to kill these people in a church. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cool because I, I mean, they could have put that song in this movie and it would have been fantastic. That would have been awesome. Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not like there's like it's not like they uh, they never put metal in the movies before. No, I know. Usually Argento puts those in there. I, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe Suave didn't want metal in this. I don't, yeah, I don't know. they. I think they. Well, they did say that they kind of wanted to make, make it more a little bit more like sophisticated. Honestly. Oh yeah, because there's nothing more sophisticated than goat demon sex. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we, there's nothing he, more sophisticated than that. Yeah. Well, you know, he did take her to coffee first. So that's I guess true. That they could get coffee first. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, what a month though. The Italian blood. We gotta we gotta explore the Italian blood month again with the some uh, other Italian directors. Some other directors. Yeah, we're definitely so, gonna do this again. I mean, we we technically are. <laughs> technically, we are <laughs> next yeah. month because everybody. The schedule for the retro blood next m- month has we uh, enter the month of August. Yeah, is we're doing zombie month. Yeah, or as I like to call it, what's for dinner? Yes, what's for dinner, brother? The zombie, so zombie, basically yeah. a zombie month in a way. It's it, yeah, it's it's not it's just pronounced zombie. It's not zombie. It's zombie. <laughs> I do like that you call it that, but it, it's just zombie. It's just there's just no e on it. But um, but yeah. So this is kind of interesting though. Like this is kind of cool. We've never done anything like this before. So basically, we had this. It's almost like when one of those bands yeah. that has a whole bunch of hits does like a medley of those songs in a row and it just lasts a long time that's kind of what we're doing because we get started off you know the summer we did the bugs yes which ended with a dario argento movie that had bugs in it yes and then we had to do our fourth uh, of july special which was return of the living dead which is a zombie movie or a zombie movie as you call it yes then we went back into the argento movies you know feeding off the argento movie from a couple of weeks before then we did the, you know we did those and then we're kind of going back into zombies again. Yes. But That's not just that, though. That's not ju- just that, though. So we're doing, we're going to start off with Return of the Living Dead 2. Mm-hmm. But then we're going into, we're going to do three more Italian zombie movies. So we're going back to Italy again. Yeah, brother. We don't, see, what we do is we uh, we don't stop when we go. No, all we right? just go. We just go full, we're full all fledged, go. brother. Yeah. All right. Well, we got yeah, it's a theme. All, it's just it's it's all gas on the Trans Am. Well, I'm pretty excited though because I have never seen any of these movies. 
Wow. None of them? None of them. I have not seen all Return right. of the Living Dead Part 2. I have not seen okay. any of the zombie movies at all. Okay. So, so this is going to be great. Yeah, I've because, only actually seen uh, one of them. Because we're going to be uh, doing zombie, which is... Uh, is it zombie or zombie 2? I guess... What is it? Kind so of? it's zombie 2. Okay. So, okay. So one thing that... Um, so the story behind this, if you want to tell the story now, the story behind this is that when George Romero was going to make Dawn of the Dead, he was going to make a sequel to Night of the Living Dead. And Dario Argento, Argento comes back into the story again. Yeah, buddy. Part of our medley. Argento helped produce it. He flew Ar Romero to Rome. Romero lived in Rome while I was writing it for a little while. And he he said, "I'll produce it. I'll get I'll get the money. I'll get the three million dollars from my production company to make the movie. Um, but you have to let me c make a cut of it and an edit of it for Italy. Yes, I want to make my own version and do whatever I want with it. So he did, and he made uh, he made a movie that he he didn't call it Dawn of the Dead. He called it Zombie. So Zombie is Dawn of the Dead. It's the Italian version of Dawn of the Dead." that's cut by Argento. So it's still directed by Romero, but it's heavily cut <clears throat> and basically, basically directed by Argento too. Um, and it has goblin soundtrack. It's great. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really good version, not as good as the Romero version in my opinion, but it is very good. Um, and then that was a huge hit. That was a huge hit in, in Italy. So they wanted a sequel to it. So they got the great Lucio Fulci, who we've talked about before um, with his other zombie type movies. Uh, uh, what do we do? The Fulci one. So we did uh, Gates of Hell. Yes. Gates of Hell. City of the Living Dead. The City of the Living Dead. It's the same movie. And then we did The Beyond. Beyond. And yes. House by the Cemetery. Yeah. yeah. So we did those three. Um, but um, so they got him to direct a movie that they called Zombie 2. But when they released that in the United States, that would be confusing as hell because there's no Zombie 1. So they just called it Zombie. But the movie that we're going to do second in the month is Zombie, also known as Zombie 2. Yes. And we'll explain this again when we get to that part of that week. But it is yes. kind of confusing. Um, it is a masterpiece. I love this movie. I watch it all the time. There's eye gouging in it. There's zombies fighting sharks. There's all kinds of things. That's that are fantastic. Should be fun. Yep. I say it will be great. I say to do the whole trilogy, we should probably yeah. do the Dawn of the Dead and for the Lights Out to kind of lead into everything. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a surprise Lights Out. We'll let you guys know ahead of time. I guess we're doing a surprise Lights Out. We'll do the Argento version of Dawn of the Dead. We'll do uh, zombies. Zombie is what it's called. So, but yeah, sounds great to me. So it should be a wild month, everybody. So join us here in August. Gonna be great. As we do this zombie month, it's gonna be fantastic. But since I did the music this month, I say we go out with some white zombie brother. Let's do it. Leading us into our zombie month, some white zombie is. <laughs> and I say we wow, do. It's the, almost like uh, it's almost like it was meant to be. Exactly. And I say we do the last song. Off, make them die slowly. God Slayer, brother. Let's do it. Because I'll go great with this one because it's all about God yep. and him slaying these yep. demons and, yep. and Gus and yep. figuring out the riddle and yep. demon goat sex. It had everything, brother. That has, that's got it all. All right, everybody. We will see you here next month on the Retro Blood. See you later. See you guys. <laughs>